Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash 20SNL. With over 180,000 titles to choose from on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Now let's start the show. Hey guys. Hi guys. We are back. Here we are. It doesn't seem like it's been that long. It's only been a week, really, because... Yeah, right. it's only been a week. That's why. What? But that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. You're I list- know you guys probably missed this, so it's cool. Typically, the podcast is every two weeks, but you know what? We were off one week, so we had two weeks in a row. Exactly. Um. <laughs> so, you guys, you are listening to 20-something and Living with Krista. And Therese. Yes, yes, yes. Therese, how you been? You know, I, I've been cool. Just out here, living life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's pretty much Are you going to ask me? Huh? Oh, sure. Krista, how have you been? I've been good. I've been really good. I've been feeling good. Um, But you know what's crazy? What? It's like I was looking in the mirror the other day and I was like, bro, my skin is so clear. Like I've been drinking my water, Therese. Oh, that's good. Me too. Ever since I like, was um, in Cleveland and I got that water bottle. This very huge water bottle, guys. It's great. I just been Is that what it is for me water. too? I've been drinking a lot of water too. My face is like much clearer, and I'm like, "Oh, that's good." Not that my face don't be clear, but it's like somebody's kind of smooth, and I'm like, "Ooh, yes!" Like you know, yeah. So drink your water, y'all. Yeah, um, drink your water. You want to know? Can I tell y'all? So remember in, in that, the little um, mini episode last week when Therese was saying that she couldn't say that my apartment was cute or something like that. But so why did Therese tell me that? I was like, Therese, you wouldn't give me that my apartment was cute. And Therese goes, Krista, I couldn't walk in there. Tell what, what did you say? So tell your story, Therese. Oh my gosh. It's not even a story. All I said was, <laughs> I can't walk in there and be like, oh my gosh, this is so cute. And then leave out thinking that it's not cute. Yeah, Cause I can't take that back. I had to see it once everything was in there, decorated and then give you my opinion. Simple as that, Krista. So basically, she was saying that she didn't see the vision when she first walked in. That's cool. And though. like I said, that's not my that's that's not up to me to see your vision <laughs> in your apartment. You, I need it's to see the finished funny. product. It's just funny. She said, "I can't, I can't come in there and give you a compliment and then be on my way out like mm, I shouldn't have said that because right. I already told you now." Right. I can't. Look. How are you gonna be walking around thinking I just think your apartment looks the best? <laughs> But, Krista, I know that we want to go ahead and get into our stuff, but I kind of wanted to tell you, I don't know, if okay. I told you that, did I tell you that I went to a sensory deprivation um, chamber? A what? A sensory deprivation chamber. What is that? I couldn't remember if I told you. Okay, so it's this thing where mm-hmm. you go into, like, um, you go into a room and you're, and you, like, lay in this big pool like a pool by yourself mm-hmm. full of salted, like Epsom salt in water. And you like float in there with the lights off with no music for the, for 60 minutes. Where did you do that at? There's this place called Float STL and I went there and I did it. And so <laughs> they had these pods, but they also had these rooms. And because, you know, I want my own space and I wanted a bigger space. I got a room. And so it has a shower in it. You shower and then you lay in this pool. Mm-hmm for 60 minutes and it's like people are like you know people say it's just supposed to be so relaxing it's just so great for you because just like you, the water is the same did you like it it was cool i wouldn't do it again but really it was it was i can see how some people would like it but to me 
I feel that like I'm not practiced enough in meditation and, and yeah. being able to distract myself for 60 minutes. To where, calm your mind. Exactly. So I, it just felt like I That's was ready to is. be done. It was just like, oh, <laughs> 60 minutes over. And it's like, a, it didn't turn off and I just got out. I was like, it, it feels like it's been 60 what? minutes, so I'm ready to go. <laughs> and the thing, I'm about the, to Google that. You should. The thing about it was. I think, you think I would like it? I feel like you might. I, feel, I could see you doing it once mm-hmm. and you'd be like, yeah. It makes me think about yoga. But it's I like, like yoga. the girl, the people in the place, they whisper. It's like, because they, they want it to be a calming space. They give you tea when you walk in. That's nobody's nice. wearing shoes. People Why have I not heard of this? Yes. And it was just like, there. the girl was whispering. And I was just like, is this really how y'all talk all day? <laughs> it's like, like legitimately, like barely can hear. She's just like, I hope you're um, having a great time. And I'm like, girl, I cannot hear you. <laughs> But it was, I definitely would recommend people trying it once to see if it is for you. You know, if it's a thing. She she was trying to tell me, she's like, doctors recommend it. And I'm like, I guess, but we'll see. We'll see if I like it. What is it called again? Um, Sensory deprivation chamber. And how much is it? Um, the one in St. Louis, uh, it was $55. Oh, that's kind of expensive. For 60 minutes. But I mean, equivalent to like getting a massage or something. Yeah, something like that. I mean, I feel like the floating was cool because it's like, it's supposed to be like you can't hear, see, or feel anything because the water is the same temperature as your body. And if you relax, then it starts to be like you can't feel the difference between the water and your body. Oh, wow. And it's that just like you're amazing. floating. It was, I mean, the first the first 15 minutes, I was in it. I was like, oh, yeah, this is cool. I like this. And then it <laughs> just got long. I was like, it seems like something I could do. If I was to do it again, I would need it to be 30 minutes and they don't offer 30 minutes. They offer 60 and 90. And I was like, I can't, I could never do this for 90 minutes. I was like, this is, that's too long. Maybe if I but was I to it a is podcast supposed, It's supposed to but, zone you out, but you're in the water. Right. It's supposed to zone you out. But I couldn't zone like, out. Take I to just another kept, level. I was like, right. That's what it's supposed to do. I just couldn't get there. I feel like maybe with some practice, you, I could, but. Yeah, that sounds like yoga. That's like how some people were like, I just can't get into yoga. Like, mm-hmm. like it don't do that for me. Like, do you like yoga? No, not really. It's like, it's... I love it's yoga. Like it makes my body cool, feel so But it's like, so while I'm doing it, good. first of all, some of them poses be stretching parts of my body that ain't been stretched in forever. <laughs> and it's just like... That's why I like it. Ugh. I think it, it helps to calm you down. But it also really, it really releases a lot of pressure off your bones and stuff. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like the perfect thing because i started seeing a new trainer you guys and like he was like he was on some like i really he's i'm gonna see him twice a week and he's like i really like if you want to meet these goals he's like you gotta you I'm, i really recommend you do another day and i'm like i'm another day and he's like i mean you could do he was like you could do monday because i go monday and wednesday or thursday and he's like you could do that um and like then another day with like, no he just meant like a day working out because he he sent me those workout things to do at home well see you know and i was just like my, that one girl she wanted me to do five days and i was like who are you talking to <laughs> do you know you're talking to Therese? like oh, girl. Real, though, it's like i go you want me to go from no days to five days come on now <laughs> well he was like i really recommend like three i think he was saying like three or three to four and i was like well saturdays are my yoga day I was like, I like my yoga on Saturdays. And I was like, I'm not going to be able to let that go. And he's like, I mean, that's your zen. You know, get your zen. But you got to get you another day in. And I was like, I mean, I hear you, brother. But, like, when am I going to get another day in? Because my yoga has to happen. And then, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he didn't but, say yoga could be part of it. I feel like people be doing some strange no, yoga. 
well, my yoga don't be that strenuous. Mm-hmm. Maybe eventually, but he was saying it like, you need some hardcore workout at least three days a week. And then do your yoga. He was like, do your yoga for, for yourself. Like, I don't know. But I be getting my life doing yoga. So I feel like that they giving me tea in there and I get to lay down on some cool hot water mm-hmm. and relax. That sounds nice. I mean, like I said, the first 10, 15 minutes, it was nice. But... I don't know. I feel like... I, I think it's like a massage. Like, it's not like a massage to me. Literally, same thing. I feel like a massage would just be better because it's like... Somebody's massaging <laughs> my body opposed to me just sitting here. <laughs> but I definitely recommend people try it once. Because it could be your thing. It's not, I mean, it's, it sounds like a massage. Because I don't... Nec- my body don't be hurting that bad, typically. It's more... I'm more so going just to lay down. Nah. And just like... I mean, my... Be it's a- not like my body's <laughs> killing me all the time. But it's like, I need you, you guys to work out my back. Do something. Because my back be hurting. Ah. Uh, okay. No. Give me some shoulder no. work. <laughs> For me, it's like, no, I'm going just to like be, be a new element. Or like a calming space. Just to like lay down and relax. And it's like, like... you could just... Massage... Turn on some massage music and lay on your nah. bed. Nah. You can, no, no, it's not the same. I don't know. It's at all, at all. I not guess. even a little bit. It's, it's like the room is calming. It's darker in there. It feels good. And then it's like them doing a massage. Like the the aura is part is half of my experience of getting mm-hmm. a massage. So I feel like that pool sounds like that. If the tea sounds really is what's getting me. Like it sounds like wow. Like I'm in for something. I want to try that. And they give you tea when you but, come out too. They're like. Oh, here you That's go. So Here's nice. a cup of tea. Uh, you know, have a seat. And, and you calm, probably, I could just picture you walking out. You ready to leave? I was out there for two minutes, and I was like, okay. So who do I give this <laughs> cup to? Because I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you being out there like I'm ready to go. Right. <laughs> I came out there, sat down for a second. I was like, okay, I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Why have I never heard of that? That's something I'm really gonna look into, though. Maybe like for oh oh my gosh I should do that for my birthday. Oh you should. Yes, I was really thinking about taking a um a solo vacation oh, for like where? a day, a day. I was oh. thinking like Niagara Falls, but then Niagara I was like, Falls but I don't want to be nice. traveling on my birthday. Niagara Falls is like three and a half hours, so that's a little far for me to be driving by myself. You could take a solo to go somewhere flight. by myself. <laughs> I don't want to take no, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not no solo girl on some, like, I'm taking a week by myself. Like, that's just not my personality. I need people around me. Mm-hmm. Like, I like my alone time, but not all the time. So, like, if I do a solo trip, it's going to be a day or two. Two is tops, you know. I was but, thinking about that Niagara Falls, that, um, that cruise, you know, not the cruise, but, you know, that boat trip thing the other day. And I was like, you know, yeah. that was really, I really liked that. And I would definitely do that again. Mm. I wouldn't do that on my birthday. I didn't like getting wet like that. I, was, I mean, actually, actually, I don't ever need to do that again. That was something I did once. I'm glad oh, I went down there please. and I don't need I, to go I, again. If I even passed close to Niagara Falls, I don't have to do that again. Y'all, we basically, just, when we went on to Niagara though. Falls, we were like, we were like within the um, waterfalls. It was beautiful down there. It was there. like, yeah, we got, we got great super pictures. close to the waterfalls. And it was just like those. It was, was beautiful, but it was like, oh, you got gosh. very wet. Yeah, because I remember yeah. I had just gotten my new phone, or not the phone I have now, but a phone before that, and it was supposed to be waterproof. And I was seeing videos, and you were like, oh, so you really think that's waterproof, huh? And I was like, yeah, I do. All my mm-hmm. pictures were great. Videos were good. Oh, you had it out. I'm dead. Yeah, I had it I'm out while like, the water was just on us. <laughs> the little wet suits that <laughs> And I'm looking like, what is wrong with you? Much. Uh-uh. Nah, I wouldn't do that again. But I, I would I would I would I would go if someone wanted to, but that's not something I would go to on my birthday at all. Mm-hmm. Like at all. Yeah, I mean you should um, do something that you really want to do on your birthday. 
I feel like I should do that thing that you're talking about. That yeah. sounds nice. I don't know. All right. I feel, I feel like, like we should anywhere. get started, though. <laughs> yeah. Now that you guys are listening um, to Well, you guys, this is an exciting episode because um, we're going to do some do things a little different this episode. Oh, yeah. You guys, y'all know I love Gospiration. It's my favorite, and it's just my favorite thing. And um, <laughs> so, actually, we had a guest on this week. His name is Jonathan. He's coming to us from the uh, Right to Real Love podcast. It's a dope podcast. I actually had the experience to be on his podcast once, and I just loved it. Such a good conversation. Um, if you haven't listened to that, definitely check that out. Um, but, um, so yeah, so he actually came and joined us on our podcast and we had just had like this dope conversation about prayer y'all because, and it all, honestly, the whole conversation was brought to me because one time my friend had asked me like, why do I need to pray? You know, like, do I actually need prayer? Mm-hmm. Cause if God will is going to be done, like, what does my prayer matter? Like, why don't I just not pray? And I was like stumped. Like this was a couple of years ago and I literally was just like. I don't even know how to respond to that. Like, I know I need my prayer, but I don't know what to say to you to make you think that you need your prayer and to make you understand that, like, prayer does matter. And I just, it, it and I, and it bothered me for such a long time that I just, I wanted to have someone on to just talk, to kind of, like, you know, have conversations about it, talk it out, help people who, who really don't have a prayer life or who don't have that time that they spend with God. Like, what do you do, you know, when you are at a point where you feel like you don't need to pray? Um... So, yeah, you guys, so I'm excited. Like like I said, we're going to change it up. Gospiration will be first this episode, and then after that, we'll um we'll get back to our regularly scheduled programming. So, Teresa, do you have anything else? Because if no. not, I'm going to introduce no. our interview. Guys, get ready. It was a good conversation. It was good. Such a good conversation. Um, keep an open mind, for sure, um, if you are not typically the one who likes to listen to our Gospiration. I know, we definitely know that there are people who love it. We also know there's people who are like, eh. Click off, you know, when it's time for that. So, um, but yeah, keep an open mind. It's definitely a good conversation. Um, Absolutely no judgment. So, yeah, this is our interview. We hope you guys love it. Okay, guys. So now it is time for Gaspiration. Yes, Gaspiration time. Yes. I'm so excited, you guys, um, because y'all know I love Gaspiration, but this time it's going to be real good. We're talking about a real good topic, and we have – a very special guest. His name is Jonathan. He's coming to us from the Right to Real Love podcast. If you have not checked it out, I would highly recommend it. Um, but we're about to have a dope conversation about prayer. And does God hear your voice when you pray? Like, do I actually need to pray? Like, for God to hear me? Because I thought my God's will was going to be done regardless. So it's about to be a dope topic. So, Jonathan, you want to introduce yourself real quick? What is going on, ladies? I am super excited to be on here talking to both of you. It's truly an honor. I appreciate you for extending the invitation to be a guest on your podcast, and I'm definitely looking forward to this topic. Uh, I definitely have some opinions and some thoughts that I have on prayer, and I look forward mm-hmm. to sharing my experience and you know some of the things that I've learned along the way as well. Yay! Um. Okay, so... Right before we had um, started recording, Jonathan was saying that um, in his 20s, his prayer life really differed versus in his 30s. So I found that really interesting. I mean, actually, I shouldn't find it interesting because my prayer life was like low-key non-existent in my teens. So (laughs) it's like not shocking that it changes, but I just, I don't know. You can, you should, can you speak more about that? Like, what was it like in your 20s versus your 30s? Oh, yeah. And similar to what you stated, when I look back at my Mm -hmm. teens, I was probably uh, worse off than what you just stated because I don't (laughs) think I was praying at all, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, from the sense of being um, 
intentional about it. I think mm-hmm. always when we find ourselves in trouble or we get in a situation, we'd be like, God, help me. But, you know, <laughs> it's about that or, you know, being at my family gatherings whenever we would have a meal or something, you know, somebody <laughs> would say grace. But, you know, that was pretty much the extent of my experience with prayer <laughs> in my team. <laughs> and, you know, when I got into my 20s, uh, honestly, it wasn't even until my latter 20s that I really started to even – I guess, get serious about spiritual development and mm-hmm. developing a relationship with the Most High. And mm-hmm. along with that, clearly came gaining an understanding of prayer. And for most mm-hmm. of my life, I struggle with prayer. And mm-hmm. I'll be honest, to this day, I still struggle with prayer. Like, I'm not no prayer warrior or none of that. I don't know mm-hmm. if I ever earned that badge. But for me, I've learned how important it is to include prayer in our life and be intentional about it. So that's one of the things that I learned in my 20s is just that, you know, prayer isn't just something that happens on a whim. It's something that you have to be intentional about. And Mm -hmm. for me, as I was transitioning through my 20s and into my 30s, I was just trying to gather as much information as I could about the topic and the subject of prayer. I probably have said it on my podcast, or I probably said it on the Right to Real Love podcast uh, multiple times that I've lost count of how many books I've read on prayer. And the mm. one thing that I find so interesting about prayer is everybody seems to have a different opinion about how mm-hmm. to approach it. And for me, I found that to be really confusing because I'm right, thinking so what do you mean? If, it, if it's something that we're all supposed to be doing, we all understand that it's important as people who have a relationship with the Most High, then why is it so different? And here's what I mean. I would read some books or listen to some teachings or people talk about prayer, and they would say, you know, it's just a conversation with God. You know, it's just like you talking to any other person. Then I read somebody else's book or hear somebody else talking, and they're like, you know, it's a certain process, it's certain steps you got to take to enter into the presence of God for it to really be prayer. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. those are two different extremes because <laughs> talking to somebody, I don't necessarily need to have a step-by-step way how I'm going to have a conversation with an individual. But then, on the other hand, if I'm trying to complete a certain type of task, like enter into the presence of God in this example, I have to go through all of these steps. I have to figure out whether or not I've made it and possibly have accomplished what needed to be accomplished to go from one step to the next. You know, that's a totally different approach. So for me, that really brought about some conflict with regards to my understanding of prayer. And it wasn't until in my 30s, uh, maybe about a year or so ago, um, I had a spiritual mentor say something to me that just really kind of helped me grasp why I was struggling with this dynamic of prayer and how to approach it. And what that mentor stated to me is that prayer is not going to be something that becomes real until you experience it in your own life. And I know I'm not quoting them perfectly uh, because Mm -hmm. I know that, I don't know if that really makes sense, but the way they said it, um, it it really hit me because, oh, no, here's what they said. Let me take it back. Prayer isn't real to you until you witness it work in your own life. Mm. And that's what made me stop because I was like, oh, now I see why I've been struggling with it because I do all of this prayer, but I wasn't necessarily seeing it work in my life. And when you don't see something work in your life, it makes you, uh, it makes it a lot more difficult to be like, yeah, this thing is legit. It's something I can continue on with because you're not necessarily seeing results or you're not necessarily, mm-hmm. you know, intentionally tracking them so that you can say, yeah, results are coming from my prayers. So mm. that, to me, in a nutshell, is kind of how my process has gone over, you know, the last few decades. 
for the last couple of decades. So that kind of gets me to like the biggest question because I'll tell you, like, it was like almost two years ago, my line sister was just like, what's the point of us uh, praying if at the end of the day, God going to do what he going to do anyway? And when I tell you, that had me stumped. And I'm like, they know that I love God. Like, I'm over here like, I should have an answer for this. I should be able to speak on behalf of my my Jesus Christ, you know, but I couldn't. And I was legit sitting there like, I, and, and and I did not have an answer. And basically, literally for like a year, I struggled with that. Like, mm-hmm. but let me tell y'all about God, though, because, um, because I remember like, sometimes I would watch sermons online and I would see um, pastors talking in tongues and just like, you know, just, just like talking about prayer and how great it was. But like personally in my church, my, my pastor is amazing, but he never really, i never heard him talking tongues and he, and he didn't emphasize prayer. And I remember like just struggling with it. Cause I still remember her saying that and it was two years ago, but I remember it, at one point it's like my mind, I have, I, I am truly like an overthinker. So like when I, when something starts to saturate my mind, I can't get it off my head. So like, I remember it was coming to like full blows. Where I'm like, God, this, I, I want prayer to be like a big deal. And I want to, you know, get to a point where I feel the tongues coming over me, but like, it's not. And literally why, so why did my pastor talk, start doing like a whole sermon on prayer? And he's mm-hmm. actually doing like the part two now. And that's why, like, I feel like it's so important to like get connected with a person who you spiritually feel connected to. And you know, that their spirit is connected with yours. Because he he been speaking in tongues like when I tell you I've been going to him for over a couple of years and he had never spoken tongues mm-hmm. and now he's like emphasizing prayer and all these things so I've learned so much from him and literally just for the first time in like a few I mean for the first time um in the last few months I actually can answer someone when they say like what's the point of praying because I thought God was gonna do it but like when I tell you before I was just like I just pray because that's what people say you're supposed to do but I didn't mm-hmm. really know that prayer can move, if that makes sense. And now I can really see it, because I was actually looking at some of my notes from church and stuff, and my pastor was making a, a note, and he was saying, like, um, church, at the end of the day, there's some things that are going to happen. Those are God's will, but prayer does move God. And I don't know, I, if you can speak on that a little bit for me, Jonathan, I thought that, that would be dope, but, like, I know prayer can move God. I've seen that prayer move God. And there's been some things where I'm like, I know if I didn't pray on that, that wouldn't happen. Like, so it's just mind-blowing how, like, how God works. It really is. Oh, yeah, most definitely. But one thing that comes to mind is, first and foremost, that's a really good question. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a question that I've definitely asked a uh, time or mm-hmm. two before because when you hear certain things about God and then people start to tell you about prayer and you start to try to reconcile the two of those, that's where you mm-hmm. kind of find yourself at this point of, hold on, well, people telling me, you know, nothing can stop God's will, but then at the same time, people are telling me that I need to pray. And mm-hmm. you try to reconcile, well, what's the point? <laughs> I mean, like, I'm going to just be mm-hmm. real. Like, that's really mm-hmm. the question that at, at the heart of it. If we if we mm-hmm. did 100, that's a word. when somebody mm-hmm. is asking you if it's God's will, if his will is already done, why do we need to pray? What they're really saying is, why do I need to pray? I'm like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. So for me, with this question, there are a lot of different layers, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, okay. I don't want to, I don't want to get deep because that, that's really not why we're here. Oh, what no. I want to do is, I want to keep it real <laughs> simple, right? So, okay. kind of get to the heart of this issue. For me, a person that asks that question, the question that I would then follow up and ask them is, why do you pray? Mm-hmm. Because it's apparent that a person that's trying to figure out whether or not they need to is already engaging in prayer at some level, 
I'm not saying mm-hmm. that it's something that they're doing consistently, but clearly if you're asking whether or not you need to do it, it's mm-hmm. an indication that you're doing it in some form or fashion already. So that's the reason why I would ask that person, why do you pray? And I feel like the answer to that question is going to reveal a lot, especially with regards to why that person specifically is asking whether or not it's a need for them mm-hmm. to pray based on God's will already mm-hmm. being done. And in my experience, personally and from a lot of people that I talk about, if we were to answer that question, honestly, why do you pray? In most cases, it's because I want to receive something from God. And to me, what I realize is nothing wrong with that. I think yeah. there are times when we do need to go before God and ask him to do things for us. And there's definitely uh, a place for that in everybody's life as well as everybody's spiritual growth and development. However, if that is our primary reason for prayer, then I think that's something that we need to take into deep consideration as to why is it every single time that I go before God, I'm only here for me. I'm not here for him. I'm not here for our relationship. I'm here for me. And if that is the reason why a person is praying, then it makes sense why they're asking the question, what's the point, especially if that person cannot point to specific results from things that they pray for manifesting in their life. That's typically the reason that I've come to find in my past and in mm-hmm. with regards to people that I've spoken to why they're asking that question. Now, when mm-hmm. you look at the question at hand, you know, if the will of God is already done, then why does a person need to pray? I want to give you a practical example that we all can probably relate to. It's essentially the same as asking the question with regards to a parent and child. That's like a child saying, my parent already provides for me. They brought me into this life. They give me food. They give me shelter. But why do I need to connect with them? Why do I need to talk to them? I already got everything I need from them. So that's something that we also need to consider once again. Why do we pray? Do we feel like there's no point to connect, there's no point to communicate because I'm getting what I need every time I go in prayer or because I'm not getting anything that I need? So for me, the heart of prayer is really about connecting and developing a relationship with the Most High. However, that's my personal opinion, and I feel like that's probably the most basic level of prayer is looking at it from the perspective of developing a deeper relationship with the Most High as opposed Mm -hmm. to praying for the purpose of receiving things from Him. Okay, I like that. I like that a lot. Does that answer the question? <laughs> I think it does. I do. I think, like you're saying, it's kind of like when that, the question is kind of, to some degree, coming from like a selfish place. That's kind of how I heard you. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that most times people, I don't know, if I, if I can just be completely <laughs> honest, I, I think that mm-hmm. most people don't really want to pray. Right. <laughs> if, if no, I'm they don't. Honest, it takes you know? a time, like, Yeah, most people don't want to pray, and not everybody, but there are some people who use the question that you ask in order to justify or figure Mm -hmm. out a way how they can get out of doing it. So that's the reason why when addressing the question that you posed, I wanted to focus more so on a person getting to a place where they can honestly reflect on the reason Mm -hmm. why they're doing it, Mm -hmm. because that's going to be really telling as to why they're asking that question. 
That's because it's easy for, well, I'm not going to say it's easy, but one direction that I could have took with that question is talking about the will of God and how we as individuals play into that. But to me, that's kind of looking at it from a deeper perspective. If a person hasn't even come to a place where they realize that prayer is important and they know the right reason for going to God in prayer, then mm-hmm. explaining to him what his will is, how they fit into it, why they need to pray based on the fact that God's will is something that he wants to do in tandem with us, you know, mm-hmm. that's taking it to, a, a, I guess, from a more... Um, not practical perspective, but looking at it more so from the heart and the meaning of right. the will of God. And I think for the topic at hand, we're talking about prayer and looking at why people do it or maybe why they feel like it's not necessary. Mm-hmm. No, that makes perfect sense. And when you said that, it kind of makes me think about people always saying, only God can judge me. <laughs> I feel, it just makes, you know, like people, it's like, that is so true. But I also feel like people use that. <laughs> as a way to cut up. And I feel like um, what you just said kind of, they they trying to find a reason to like, to be like, oh, you're right. I don't need to pray. But like prayer is amazing. So um, I also wanted to speak to like your routine. Do you, do you have a prayer routine? Um, because I know yeah, I for have me, mm-hmm. For me, because prayer is not something that just comes natural to me, Mm-hmm. And I'm not envious, but I definitely, I definitely wish I had a little bit of what some of those people who just prayer comes natural <laughs> for, uh, because for me, I do have to have structure. I, mm-hmm. I seriously do. And for me, my routine is at, at minimum, you know, starting my day off, getting on my knees and praying, not necessarily always getting on my knees, but trying to, not because mm-hmm. it's, it's, necessary to get on your knees when you pray, but more so just showing honor and reverence to the Most High by Mm. doing that. And the other thing that I try to do is I I haven't been good with this lately, and that's just me being honest, but I also try my best to end my night before going to sleep with prayer as well. I'm more consistent with waking up and praying as opposed to always going to sleep and praying before I do. But mm-hmm. um, for me, at least praying in the morning is something that I find um, to be very, very important for me personally, just yeah. giving them honor and reverence to start the day. Now, when it comes to my actual prayers, uh, because prayer is something that I've struggled with, I can't, for me at this point, I can't just kind of freestyle it. You know, like mm-hmm. I sometimes struggle with freestyling it unless there's something like on my heart that I need to go before God with specifically so that I can come before him and talk about that and just share my heart, whether it's something good or bad or something that I just have some questions about. But if something like that isn't on my heart, and I'll be honest, oftentimes I don't have many things that just weigh on me like that where I just I just have to get before him in prayer and talk about it. That's where, for me, prayer books, um, written prayers that I can actually recite come into play. That way I can make sure that I'm always praying on a daily basis but not using the excuse of, oh, I don't have nothing to say today. Well, if I don't have nothing on my heart specifically that I want to come before him and talk about to start Mm -hmm. the day off or or during the middle of the day or at another prayer time, then that's when I go to my prayer books and I find specific things that I want to pray for on a daily basis. And to just give some examples, there are prayers that I say to start my morning off you know, just putting things in the right perspective. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing that I do is I pray for wisdom and revelation, which is extremely important as we mm-hmm. go through our lives. And something else that I also integrate 
a lot with the prayers that I recite and even when I try to freestyle it. <laughs> and I say mm-hmm. try because I'm not a pro. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, I try to implement scripture, which I think is extremely important. That's one of the things that I've learned since being in my 30s. Uh, mm-hmm. Previous to that, a lot of my prayers were just things that I wanted and really just my words. Mm-hmm. But I've come to realize how important it is to, I guess you could say, pray the word of God back to him and the power that's in his word. So for me, that's something that I find is vitally important to make sure that every time I pray that I'm actually praying his word back, whether that be something from Psalms, something from Proverbs, or other books of the Bible that relate to what I'm praying for in that specific, ah, at that specific time. Hmm. Okay. Oh, I had a question about that real quick. Yeah. I yeah in front of your question. Um, mm-hmm. So do you think that that structure or, you know, having those, prayer books to go to is like essential for someone who is just starting off, you know, trying to pray every single day? It depends. If they feel like there's something that's on their heart that they feel will fuel them to get to a place where they're always or consistently, not necessarily always, but consistently communicating with the Most High, then mm-hmm. I believe it may not nece- it, be- it may not be necessary. But if it's okay. somebody like me who struggles with something to say, um, I think that it would be instrumental in, at the very least, developing uh, their prayer life, helping them to not ever have to say, well, I don't have anything to say or I don't know what to say. Man, there are so many different prayer books that focus on and help you pray about so many different topics. I, I got a lot of them. You know, like mm-hmm. I have books that are focused on praying for a future spouse. I got books that are focused on praying for um, wisdom and revelation, books that are focused on, you know, spiritual warfare prayers. You know, there are so many different prayers out there. Um, one of the books that I have even um, focuses on praying the Word of God. So it's it's a book that's filled with a bunch of prayers that integrate Scripture within each of those prayers. Those are really great resources to have. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. read every single prayer or, you know, go. But I, I have gone through the books, found the ones that are kind of like my favorites. I star them. I, you know, I, I mark off those pages. And when I want to pray for something specific at, at a time, then I know where to go. And those are the prayers that I'll focus on. Those are the prayers that I'll pray. Okay. That is so interesting. It, it makes me think, like, okay, so... I love therapy. So there's two types of people, right? There's people who go to therapy and they sit there and they just like can't, they waiting for that clock to end. And then there's another person (laughs) in there, you know, like, and there's another person in there who's like just spilling, you know, Mm -hmm. like they just like, oh, this is what I needed. That's me. So like, (laughs) that's how I come together. (laughs) Like, and it's so interesting. I mean, like a lot of what you're saying is I don't, I don't think I'm at a point where my prayer life is, I think I'm at a point where I don't even know if I'm if I have that prayer warrior warrior spirit or mm-hmm. if I don't because I think I'm just getting to a point where my prayer life is consistent. But I know like when I come to God, like it's like I'm pouring. Like I don't. I, I, it's so interesting <laughs> because I have like every single day. Like y'all be like, God, I need you to pray for these people, these people, these people, these people. <laughs> like God, my and I and I I always for me I always pray for my heart because mm-hmm. sometimes I can see myself react to something and I'm just like Christian like that's not godly, you know, like you, your heart is a little hardened. So I tend to always pray for something related to my heart because mm-hmm. I'm really am trying to be the best person that I am. But it's just, it's so interesting. I like hearing about different prayer lives because, wow, like I didn't even know that some people would struggle. I guess, I guess I, I guess I should, but like at the end of the, I would never think that because I literally be 
if I had time, I could talk. I could just talk all day. So I'm like a talker, <laughs> and that's just interesting to me. It's so crazy. But um, I did have another question. Um, and do you think that um, prayer works better for more faithful people? Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, so. <laughs> You know me, like, haven't been a guest <laughs> on the podcast before, Chris, but you know I'm yeah. all about making sure we're on the same page, right? And mm-hmm. the key word that you stated there is faithful. Mm-hmm. So I got to ask you, how do you define a person faithful. that is more faithful? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I can tell you whether or not I think prayer is going to work better for that individual or not. Mm, I don't know. I guess I guess I'm just trying to hit I, – I think this podcast is dope because I feel like a lot of people tell us that they like our gospelation, but I, I noticed that um, I think a lot of people are coming from, like, a perspective of I'm, I'm just discovering this. Or, you know, I know God, but I, I could know God better. So maybe from a mm-hmm. person who's kind of, like, in the middle, um, I hate to say the, the term lukewarm, but I'm kind of that's kind of what I'm leaning on. Like, you're a lukewarm with your faith. Like, you... You know God, you love God, but you you have a you know that you have a lot more to go at the same time. But at the same time, you can look back and say, "Wow, I definitely have grown in my faith as well." So, when you say their faith, are you referring to, I guess, like their journey and their spiritual development? Are you referring to them being more faithful because they're more consistent in their prayer life? Um, I would say their journey. Their journey, okay. Yeah. Now that makes the question even more subjective. <laughs> okay. I mean, based on the fact that is there really a way for us to observe another individual and say where they are spiritually? I mean, mm-hmm. outside of like the clear obvious, like a person okay. who has no desire to have a relationship with the most high. But yes. you know, could do you think people could observe the three of us having a conversation about mm-hmm. something that may even be spiritual, like we're talking about now, prayer, mm-hmm. and say somebody asked them, rank their spiritual development. Do you, mm. I mean, how would somebody do that? Now you get into a that? whole other conversation. I love this. Okay. It's like, how, how can they do that? If they were to okay. say, who's more faithful out of the three of us, just from listening to us talk, like, that's kind of hard to, mm. you see what I'm saying, how subjective mm-hmm. that is? It'll be based on how the person perceives each perceives of us them. and okay. the things that we say. You know, mm-hmm. somebody could hear, let's say, for example, if I'm on here quoting scripture or something, somebody may perceive that, oh, his relationship must be stronger. What? Just because I know how to I memorize more scripture or I integrate it into our conversation more than you, are you did. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so for for mm-hmm. looking at it that way, I feel like it's it makes it more difficult for me to answer that question because of the mm-hmm. fact that okay. I can't really tell. <laughs> so maybe people need to take a step back and they need to stop thinking that that's that's what I'm kinda of hearing from you. Like people need to stop looking at someone else and saying, oh, if I had a prayer life like him or if I had a, or not a prayer life, but if I had, if I was, if I was a, you know, like a faithful person like them, then then my prayer, then my prayers would get answered. Instead, just focus on connecting with God. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, to a degree, I guess, with mm-hmm. regards to just keeping your question at the center of it, it's mm-hmm. more so how we define that word. And that was one okay. of the reasons why I said it's so important for us to, to start there because Mm -hmm. that will dictate what the answer is because there are so many different ways how a person can be deemed quote unquote faithful. You Mm -hmm. know, a person can be deemed faithful because they attend church every Sunday, Mm -hmm. but just because a person is faithful to their church attendance doesn't even mean that they're applying the stuff that is being taught or that's being Mm -hmm. preached on Sunday. Mm -hmm. So that's the reason why I say it is difficult to answer that Mm -hmm. question unless we get to, 
a consensus on how we're going to define what faithful is. So, yeah, you can base it off of how faithful somebody is in attending church. If we're talking about prayer, you can base it on how consistent somebody is in their prayer life. You know, they pray every day. They pray multiple times a day. You know, there are so many different ways to kind of base that, base what somebody being faithful is, and including mm-hmm. what you stated, somebody's spiritual mm-hmm. journey, which I think is probably the most difficult of the three examples I were just given to actually judge somebody on because it's so subjective. Mm. Okay. No, I completely agree with that. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and and I'm not I'm not trying to avoid the question or minimize <laughs> it. It's just the fact that like let's say for example if you were to say, well faithful is, you know, somebody's church attendance. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say, does their prayer work better for them? I'm gonna say no, based no. on the fact yeah. that just because you attend church, what? How does that directly correlate with prayer? It may, right. it may not, mm-hmm. you know. And even with regards to keeping it in line with prayer. So let's say we got a person who's more consistent. Mm-hmm. Just because a person is praying every single day, whether they're pouring out like you talked about, or they're mm-hmm. reciting prayer similar to me, or they're doing a combination of both, mm-hmm. whether prayer is working better for that individual. Then we got another question, like how do you determine whether a prayer is working better? <laughs> is mm-hmm. it is it because of the results that are being produced? Because then if mm-hmm. we say a person been praying for something for two years, oh, prayer must not be working for you because right. it ain't showed up. Well, maybe mm-hmm. their journey is to for them to endure, to continue to pray for mm-hmm. that thing for years, even though another person prayed for it, they got it instantly. Do we say that one was more favorable because they got it instantly? You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's like the complexity of of, I guess you could say, our spiritual lives. Mm-hmm. There's so mm-hmm. many different layers to it. And when we start to get to a point where we're trying to figure out, you know, whether somebody is more faithful than the other, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it's a debate that can go on probably endlessly because it's so subjective. Mm. And here's my question. You know, mm-hmm. if I just throw this out there and then I'm going to shut up. No, I, I, li- I really like where you just took that. Here's my I question. Really mm-hmm. And this may, this may stump some people, but I'm just being real. Does the Most High care about who is more faithful? Mm. Does he even care? Or is that just something that we look at to judge other people by? Mm. So if you had to answer that, how would you answer it? Me personally, I feel like just from reading and studying the Torah, the Bible, mm-hmm. what I see to be a recurring theme is not so much how faithful a person is, but mm-hmm. how righteous they are. Mm. So to me, a better question when we're trying to figure out what matters most to the most high would be, who's more righteous? Mm. Okay. Not so much how faithful are you. (laughs) And for people who are wondering what the difference is, can you define righteous versus faithful? Well, as we just talked about, with faithful, Mm -hmm. it's very subjective because Mm -hmm. it's all about who's determining the measure of a person's faithfulness. And that's Mm -hmm. one of the reasons why I say that question about is that really what he desires because there's not much talk about that in the Bible. We hear the talk about Mm -hmm. faith, but not so much about being faithful. However, we can see that there's emphasis over and over again about righteousness, and Mm -hmm. it's easily measurable. It's objective. It's definable. How is a person deemed righteous? A person is deemed righteous by their ability to abide by the laws of the Most High. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean a person is perfect. That doesn't mean right. that a person doesn't make mistakes, but it means that a person is doing all they can to mm-hmm. do what? Abide by his laws. I love that. 
Okay. Um, that kind of, I mean, because you were kind of getting into it a little bit because I was, it was to wrap it all up because, um, you know, I know we're going a little long. Um, it's just to say, like, does prayer work? But my obvious question is absolutely. But um, No question. Just yeah. in case people needed me to say that verbally, <laughs> prayer definitely works. <laughs> it absolutely works. Um, absolutely. And I think for me, my thing is that I needed my prayer life. I, I'll say for like, what am I, 26? So like for the last, when I was about 23, that's when I really started to get serious about my walk. Um, mm-hmm. But I was, my prayer life was just so inconsistent. Like, mm-hmm. but I never went like a week or even three or four days without praying in some type of way. But I just, um, I don't know. I just felt like some weeks I'd be on it. You know, mm-hmm. I'd be like talking to God. And the other weeks I would just be so inconsistent. And, and I, it really is a journey. And I, and I guess there's no perfect way to be. Um, because like right now, for me, and this, and I, I, I enjoy my sleep. So like, <laughs> I, but I love, but for me, like, I really noticed, cause people were like, do talk to God at your best time of the day. I'm like, cool. Thank you, God. I know that's you telling me to pray at night. And I, I would fall asleep all the time doing that. Like literally, but I would always do it. But so many people have told me, yo, give God your, your best time. Well, I'm not good in the morning. Like I'm slow. I tend to be late. Like I, I like my sleep. But um, but but I noticed that I but I, after I kind of just I need to stop listening to other people. One of my friends told me she was like I connect with God in the shower, and I was like, oh, in the shower, let me try that, you know. Like so, and I was in the shower, like <laughs> I tend to think a lot in the shower. I don't tend to pray. I tend to think, and I was in the shower trying to do that, and I'm just like, Krista, what works for you though, you know? Right. So, um, for the first time, I'm kind of getting a little rhythm going, and I'm I probably haven't updated in a year or so, you know, to tell you guys I've shifted. But um, right now I wake up, I pray, I read my word. Um, I'm, I'm doing like a like a Bible plan. I read that and then I um, then I pray again. Then I get in the shower and I turn on the sermon and it's like whatever is like or a podcast. I tend to, sometimes I turn your podcast on, Yannis, and I'll be like, ooh, that's a good topic. And then hit that play button, you know, like whatever is going on in my life, like mm-hmm. a sermon, a pod, I mean a podcast, um, a song that I, I feel like I need. That's what's working for me right now. And it's just so interesting. I feel like your prayer life is such a personal thing. Mm-hmm. There's just no way to be. It, it makes me think about like when people are like, um, like a like a life journey or something. It's like there's no there's no life journey. There is no like plan there's for one it. way. No, yeah, there's no one way to do it. And I and because when I tell you, I one of my I read on one lady I was looked at on YouTube. She said her car ride to work, and I actually worked farther away now. And I was like, yes, let me try that. And that don't work either. So, like, now what I'm doing is working, and I just wanted to emphasize it's so personal. Like It is. It really is. It is. And, you know, to me, prayer is, to a great degree, with regards to um, the practical side of prayer, like how it's mm-hmm. applied or how it's done, that's mm-hmm. very subjective. Like you stated, the heart of it is it's going to look different for everybody. Mm-hmm. And to me, the only thing that I can say is definitive is, the prayer always works unless you don't pray. Like, mm. it's as simple as that. The only time that prayer is not effective and prayer is not important and prayer is something that is not going to result in anything is when we don't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, that to me is is simple. Like, if you make a decision and say, hey, you know, like, I don't pray, I won't pray, then that's that. That's that. 
But for people who make a decision to pray, mm-hmm. however, their whatever the frequency or infrequency is, however they choose mm-hmm. to do it, whether they are speaking from their heart, whether they're reciting something, whether they're praying along with other people, how it's so many different ways you can do it. It's so many different mm-hmm. times. It's so many different lengths. Like all of those things, I come to realize. Um, I'm not going to say they don't matter, but mm-hmm. at the heart of it, I guess what I'm trying to say is there's no right way to pray, pray. but there's a yes. wrong way to pray. The wrong way to pray is to not pray. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know, it's as simple as that for me. Yes, I love that. And I actually had wrote down some um, some scriptures that I've, that I've learned from um, listening to sermons and stuff. And mm-hmm. one was Luke 11, 1, and I remember... Um, the pastor who was talking about it, he was like, basically, John had asked Jesus, how do I pray? Because Jesus mm-hmm. said, you can ask me anything. And I thought that was so crazy that, like, um, my pastor was like, well, of all things he could have asked him for, he said, how do I pray? Like, mm-hmm. bro, I could have asked God for some money, like, <laughs> a husband, you know, a new job. Like, I could have had all these different things. But instead, he was like, God, how do I pray? And I thought that was so pivotal to just emphasize how important prayer is. How you do prayer completely different, but mm-hmm. prayer is essential, so essential. Um, that's all I had. Did you have anything else you wanted to add, Teresa, Jonathan? Uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> and and for me, I'm grateful once again for this opportunity. I greatly am in prayer right now <laughs> that Amen. something we said is going to take root. Um, in somebody's okay. life, at the very least, I hope that we planted a seed and helping Yay. people to understand that as as complex as prayer can seem to be, you mm-hmm. know, there are so many different directions that you can go in when discussing this topic. I just feel like at the very, very least, a person, if they have an interest in praying, should try to do it the best way that they know how, mm-hmm. whether that is writing their prayers, whether that's reciting their prayers, whether that's speaking from their heart, reading prayers that other people did, praying along with other people, I would Mm -hmm. just say try your best to just make it a part of your life. And as you stated, Krista, you know, just come into a place where you find what works best for you and Mm -hmm. continue to just learn and grow. Because Mm -hmm. to me, going back to that scripture that you just shared, Mm-hmm. The the most important thing to take in mind is, or to keep in mind is the fact that they were asking how to be taught how to pray. Mm-hmm. You know that that's one of the things that I I don't see a lot of people doing. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people don't ask people to teach them how to pray. And for mm-hmm. me, that was the catalyst in my my personal life. Is I realized I struggled with prayer. Mm-hmm. I saw somebody that was very strong in their prayer life. And I reached out to that person on the humble. It was just somebody that was a guest on the podcast one time. Like, I had never really developed a relationship with them outside mm-hmm. of having the conversations that we had leading up to and, you know, during our discussion. But mm-hmm. I just took something away from that person's spirit, and I reached out on the humble and was just like, yo, like, I struggle with prayer. Is there any direction that you can provide me with? They were immediately like, yo, let's schedule a call. Let's talk about it. You know, the person provided me not just with pointers, but became a mentor in that area of my life and really helped me. Yeah, you know, and that's one of the reasons why I say to people, if it's something that you struggle with, follow the model that we see right there in the Bible. You know, the disciples weren't scared to say, hey, can you teach me this? (laughs) Like, we Mm -hmm. can't be afraid. And that's one of the things that I I had to learn myself because that was a fear of mine, you know, to admit to people that I wasn't good at prayer, like, 
that's yeah. not that's something that's developed over time because it was something that I used to be ashamed of. And there may be other people out there who may be ashamed of their prayer life or, you mm-hmm. know, lack thereof. And I just want to say don't be ashamed if there's somebody you feel like you can reach out to, even if it's me, man. For, mm-hmm. Feel free to hit me up if you ain't got nobody else. And, you know, I'll share what I know. But if there is somebody in your life who you see is modeling what you would like to learn about prayer, reach out to them. Yes, and that reminded me, because um, he was on your podcast. So mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, like the host is the one who you would think, like, is like, they know, you know. So, But I love that you were like, I don't care. Like, I need some assistance. Like, I want some guidance. And now he's like a spiritual mentor. That's amazing. I love that. And here's and here's the here's the thing. That was an answer to a prayer. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That was an answer Amen. to a prayer. Like I have been praying for months. Like I just got I knew I struggled with prayer, but it wasn't until mm-hmm. I actually went before God in prayer and was like, Yo, I struggle with this. I need help. Like I admit it. Mm-hmm. I admit it. I'm not good at this. I need some help. And, mm-hmm. you know, not long after that, I don't know the exact time, but it didn't seem like it took that long. Like most prayers don't, <laughs> you know, right. unless you've been waiting for it for a really, really, really long time. But <laughs> once you get it, I think even in those cases, you forget how long you might have been waiting. Yeah, and, 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 and the process for answering your prayer starts to make sense. You're like, okay. I yeah. That mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's the one thing that I would encourage people to do is start where you are. Do what yeah. you know to do right now. And don't stop. Don't stop um, pursuing more information on that topic. Yes. Amen. And this, I hope this conversation just helped people understand that even in your 20s, um, it's still so, it's still such a beautiful thing to have a prayer life. It really yes. is. Um, oh, yeah. I, actually, at church this morning, they were talking about how sometimes the enemy can try to push you away from things. And because I had someone reach out to me and t- basically tell me, like, celibacy is a bad idea. They were, and they were so blatant. I was like, wow. Now, was that somebody and who... It's someone close to me. Believes? Like, yeah, they, they believe do. in the Mozart? They do. And, but okay. they were just like, you know, that's great, um, Krista. But, I mean, you're in your 20s. You know, you want to live your best life. And I just, I just, I mean, and I was like, wow. Yeah. And it was... <laughs> you know what? You know what, though? No, no judgment to that person, though, because... No, no, not at all. Um, everybody, like, going back to what we talked about, right... Everybody is in a different place spiritually, and yeah. I, I'll be honest. Like, it, I know this is about to go in another direction. Do you mind, okay. or no, you stop here? Okay. So what I was gonna say is, for me, one of the areas that I know I need to improve on mm-hmm. to this day is I have the tendency to have a critical spirit. So stuff like mm. you talked about, like once I started, man, once I was at a place where I get a little bit of knowledge on something in the Bible, and then, you know, like I'm looking at everybody like, oh, man, you got to get your life together. And it's not until I realized, like, I, I looked at myself in the mirror like, man, you struggling with some of the same stuff. You need to fall back, focus on yourself, and start worrying about other people. And I also noticed that there were things that I struggled with that thankfully are not as big of a struggle for me now and just seeing mm-hmm. that it, it takes time to improve. Oh, yeah. You know, like a person don't mm-hmm. just make a decision and say, hey, you know, I want to live my life for God and, you know, I want to, you know, abide by his laws mm-hmm. and his word. And it happens overnight. It doesn't. Like my life mm-hmm. is evident of that. The life of many people I know is evident of that. The key yes. is how committed are you to improving? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and, and to look back and to reflect and say, I wasn't perfect there, mm-hmm. you know. I think that even takes takes something. Um, yeah. But they, 
the sermon that they were emphasizing that sometimes, like, don't even get mad at that person. That mm-hmm. was the enemy. Because it, it really was a shocking comment. I was like, where is this coming from? Yeah. But, um, but I feel like the enemy was trying to attack that Yeah, food. see, those things mm-hmm. right there, what you have to realize, like, and this is something that I've learned, too, is, like, when stuff like that happens, especially if mm-hmm. it was something, like, out of the blue, mm-hmm. um, I'm not saying every single thing that happens to us is a spiritual attack, right? Right, but not at all. Sometimes there may be seeds that a person is trying to plant in your life, right? Mm. So if they know you weak in that area or have been mm-hmm. in your past, and mm-hmm. when I say they, in this regard, I'm not necessarily talking about the person, but let's say mm-hmm. this person is being influenced, you know, um, to 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 I guess towards evil in a sense. Now, I'm not saying the person is evil, but you know, <laughs> there's some things happening in the spiritual realm that we may not be aware of. Mm-hmm. And let's just say a person is being used to plant a seed to have you or me or somebody tested in mm-hmm. an area in which they struggle. Mm-hmm. All I want to say is just be mindful of that. When you see stuff like that happen, the one thing that I would share just based on my experiences is mm-hmm. when it's an area that you struggle in, play very close attention when stuff, little what seems like one-off comments that you would just be like, ah, oh, whatever, Um I've come to realize sometimes that's like the most high letting you know a test is coming. And mm. oh, I can definitely okay. say that uh, in my life. <laughs> you know, there have been times when, you know, what we were just talking about, you know, with the person mm-hmm. talking about celibacy and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard me say it on the podcast previously, but there was a point in time when I was fake celibate, where I yeah, thought okay. I was living the <laughs> celibate lifestyle and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. And something similar to what you just said, I was just out at lunch with a friend and, you know, somehow we got on the topic of, like, celibacy. And that person was saying some similar comments to you. And at the time, I'm like, yo, man, I hadn't had no issues with that. And I'm like, nah, man, you know, that's the type of lifestyle that I'm committed to. It's a commitment. It's a lifestyle. And not long after that, I found myself being tested in that place. And mm. it was afterwards that I was able to look back and be like, man, like, hold on, like, my friend said that at that lunch, and I didn't think nothing at the time. And, like, not long after that, I was being tested in that same area. And I've had that happen on multiple occasions. And I'll just share that to say, when stuff like that that just seems odd happens, mm-hmm. pay attention because mm-hmm. it may be a test coming in that area of life at some point in the near future. Mm. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. This is like the best. <laughs> These type of conversations are my favorite. Like literally my favorite. Um I'm so excited that we have a podcast that we can put it on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I really am. Um, but no, I mean I'm really grateful that you were able to come on, Jonathan. If you have any last words, um, feel free to let them know where you can find your podcast. Oh yeah, most definitely. I I greatly appreciate both of you allowing me to be a guest on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, For anybody that's listening, if you guys have not already subscribed to this podcast that y'all listening to right now, what are y'all doing? (laughs) Like, make (laughs) it happen. Subscribe. Go on iTunes. Leave them a five star rating and review. Let them know how much you enjoy it. And if you ever want to check out the podcast that I host, it's called Right to Real Love Radio. You can find it pretty much anywhere you can listen to podcasts, or you can go to the website righttoreallove.com. And just to say, those topics on his podcast be real specific. Just so y'all, <laughs> they be very like, like why? You know, like those things that you think in your head that they don't talk about at church. You know, like, <laughs> those those topics they discuss, like for real, it be deep topics on there. Like one was literally on masturbation. I was like, whoa. 
this is like wow. Like okay. Yeah. Um, so like, and then, but then yo, the iTunes did it so wrong on that one though. Like when people <laughs> see that one, like they got all these stars on it. Like come on, man, we adults. <laughs> it has stars on it. What yeah, it? like I think it'll have like the M, and then they got like every other letter in the word is like stars. Like that's not oh, what I'm like they somebody, the word out. Yeah, like it's a cuss word. Like somebody might think it's, <laughs> we saying something we not saying. <laughs> mm. That's you know that censorship is so so interesting in our society, man. It's certain stuff that should be censored, and then other stuff is like, <laughs> that's what you chose to censor right now, really? Right. That's so real. Because nowadays you can say anything. On I anything. know some people's podcast <laughs> name includes profanity, but we had <laughs> masturbate in in the topic, and it was just like, no, don't like, nah. no, flag that word. That's bad. <laughs> Oh wow, that's awesome! No, you guys had another one that I was listening to too. I think it was about um, it wasn't about your prayer time, but y'all were talking about notifications and um, how you need to cut those off. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And I don't even think that had nothing to do with the topic that we were talking about. Somehow it just led there. I know the discussion that you're talking about when we were talking about um, how to get more. I guess dialed in or tuned into your your spiritual Mm. life and just cutting out those distractions. Mm. Yes, and you were saying that you cut off your phone. Did you, your phone oh, yeah. notifications or something? My phone my, is, like, perpetually on do not disturb. <laughs> my friend was literally just saying that that's what she did. She's like, I cut everything. My phone was do not disturb. And I was like, that just makes me anxious. But, like, <laughs> when I text her, it make, don't it make you anxious? Right. Like, Yo, it, it didn't happen text. overnight, though. It didn't happen overnight. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not. She was, like, she was like, I like to be in control of my phone. I don't like to have my phone control me. And I was like, that is real. Yeah. That's real. Like, <laughs> like I was like a fist bumper right now. I feel her. <laughs> She's so deep. Like when I was, she, she was getting prophetic, and I was like, yes, but it's I'm gonna get there maybe. It's um, levels, I, right? Like take it one yeah. step at a time. <laughs> I my Instagram. Um, my Instagram notifications are cut off because I feel like that dopamine on Instagram when someone like your picture, oh, yeah, like, man. ooh. So I had to cut that off because I could feel it. It's like, oh, crazy. yeah. Mm, that, that's what started the ball rolling for me, man. I feel like if you can minimize your your Instagram exposure, like, your spiritual mm. life is going to be better. <laughs> it's going to be helped to a, <laughs> to a degree that you can't even put a number on. <laughs> Isn't that a shame that, that your spiritual life is affected by, like, your phone? Dang, I get so real, though. Dude, man, I, I can't even imagine how many hours I wasted just scrolling through looking at people's pictures. Like, mm-hmm. it just clicked one day, like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, it was like I was supposed to be working or something, and I'm like, Hold on, how long have I been here? And I looked at the clock, I'm like, yo, like an hour just sitting here? For real? This is crazy. That's so real. Literally, I saw a picture on Instagram. It was like, when you actually wake up on time. And then I saw it on Instagram. It was like, when you actually wake up on time, and you look at your phone, and then you you wake up, and then you late to work because you woke up and you normally do. And I was like, that's me. Like, I don't know. I'm getting there, but not having my text messages on makes me so anxious. Like, but... One of my friends, she did. She was like, "You're really available, Krista." She's like, "You are very available, and sometimes it might be good for you to cut that down." Because I was telling her I was kind of anxious, and I was like, "That mm-hmm. is a word." She was like, "You always reply back pretty quick," mm-hmm. and I was like, "Wow, okay." So mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'll think about it. I'll pray on it. <laughs> hey, hey, we love you mm-hmm. one way or the other. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. all love. But all right, well, this was so fun. Um. Like yeah. Again, thank you. Thank you, guys. Oh, it's truly yeah. been an honor. Yeah. So, you guys, we're gonna get um back to our you know rest of our podcast episode. 
But yeah, like I said, um, check out Yonkin's podcast. Um, if you guys have any more questions, feel free to email us as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you guys forgot, on our on our website, you actually can um, submit prayer requests. That's literally something that that people can do on our website. No one's ever done it. But <laughs> we do want to pray like we for you. I don't tell people about it enough. We, we, we don't. told you about it in the beginning, and, and right. then we let it go. Yeah, we never talked about it. It's definitely an option. And we it would is. If you love want. for you to. We would love that. Um, so, yeah, feel free if you guys are interested in that. So, just have us pray for you. More people praying for you is always a blessing. Um, and, yeah, that's all. So, all right. Get back to it. This podcast is brought to you by Audible. If you're anything like me and reading has become a huge part of your life, or maybe you've just always been reading, you need to check out Audible. They have so many audiobooks available for you right now, guys. And while you're on there, you might as well use our code. It's audibletrial.com slash 20SNL. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash 2020SNL. Go ahead, y'all. Get your life and enjoy the show. Thanks, guys. All right. Yeah, you guys. So that conversation was such a good conversation for me. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Truly loved it. Um, Jonathan has such dope perspectives, and I really appreciate him to just take out that time and just come talk to us. Um, but And just to emphasize, y'all, like, we are, like, me and Therese, we love to have a good time. Like, we love to just crack, you know, crack up. I, I like to joke 20, 29. What, what am I saying? I was about to say 24-7. Right, then I thought you were yeah, I like to joke and crack like twenty three seven. Like I like to <laughs> act up, right. but at the same time, right. But at the end the of the day, like I feel like at the end of the day, it's like everything comes back to God. You know, mm-hmm. like I feel like yes, like I can talk about entertainment and give my life, but at the end of the day, if something is co- contradicting, not contradicting, or if something is like affecting my relationship with God, it has to go. It has to get cut. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like. Just, I, I don't, sometimes I think that it can get lost when people are like, oh, they're just so, you know, they're so fun. Like, your love for God can get lost because people think that, like, godly people can't be fun, which is such a misconception. Right. But, um, you know, but I feel like it's just, I just, I like that we got to have it first this episode because it just allowed us to do something different and just to emphasize that, like, we love God, you right. know? Like, I love God. Like, God is the end all be all, does all things for me, helps me. When I'm when I can't help myself, y'all. Like I don't think y'all understand. Sometimes, like I just I couldn't even do life without God. Like so, um, so yeah, it was. I don't know. I like, yeah, it was good it to was have just, it at the beginning. For this it episode. was. It was refreshing. And just it was. Yeah. And just to remind y'all, like don't don't just just remember, like Gospelation is dope. And like you know, if you are if you are one of those people who who might not want to check it out, you know, maybe every once in a while, just give it a chance. You never know. Right. Maybe um, one day you're gonna hear something that just really spark yeah. something for you so yeah absolutely and we and we love to speak from the 20 something perspective we mm-hmm. try you know like and i think that's what's so refreshing because i don't want to speak from perspective of someone that is not like me i like right. to speak to people who have to remind me of myself um so yeah so that was it guys but yeah now we're gonna get back into the regularly scheduled um lineup since since the interview ran so much longer than we planned for it to Mm-hmm. Um, but that's okay. So we actually are not going to do an article this week. We're just going to do, um, entertainment and hot topics. Yes. And yeah. 
So, um, but yeah. All right. All right. I'll jump so, on Therese in. We're going to get started. And just to let y'all know, like, I had to help Therese with the entertainment this week. Oh, my That's gosh. I surely was like, what are you about to just <laughs> let these people know? It's like, Krista can't just let nothing ever just live. She can't <laughs> accept the fact that I took her little suggestion. She and- literally was like, you know, Krista, if you have something, you should let me know. And I was like, oh, let me let you know. And I was giving her a few things. She was, was giving like, me some stuff I already had, though. So don't don't act like you, you just Nah, some of that you was like, oh, I didn't have that one. And I was like, you're welcome. Um, no problem, Teresa. That was what I do. One. I got, your, just be, just I be got your bag. Well, how about that and don't tell everybody about it? How about that? <laughs> All right. Well, we'll go if ahead it was and any, If it was anybody else, I wouldn't do that. I would just I would just move forward. Yeah, I know. But, you know, Chris is just like to, like to play me in front of company all the time. All right. <laughs> Not company, Y'all black not mama. Company, though. That's that's fine. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Cardi B first, okay? Okay. So you know mm-hmm. Cardi B, she's out here living her best life, doing her thing. Yes, she yes, just yes. um got um her little her little saying. Oh, you know, I don't want to do it right now because okay. I might mess it up. Oh, do it. That little that little thing. Oh, she got that. Sound pretty good. Well. Sometimes I can, I, I got it down. Um, she, she just, what did she do for that? It's like, why did I want to say a she, patent? Uh, but that's not she it. She trademarked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She mm-hmm. trademarked it. So y'all try to put it in a video game or your little song or something. She's going to need to get paid for that because. That's so smart. And I was reading something. It was like this black lawyer on my Instagram. She was mm-hmm. like, let me tell you what Cardi B did. She was like a patent and. I don't know, there's something else. And she was like, a patent in this, that actually has to be, they have to be the first people to say it. They were like, but that's not what Cardi did. She just trademarked it. She was like, I am known for this now, so. Yeah. I love that, though. Cardi is really smart, so. It's funny, because when I, when we first, me and Chris were talking about this over the weekend, and it's like, anytime something like this comes up, why is Chris's first thing talking about that on-fleet girl? She's like, this on-fleet girl should have just... That on fleet girl was sad. Like I'm being that. She was and like, I'm not I even wish like being extra. I knew somebody who knew her, and I would have just told them to tell her that she needs to. For do real, something. because it's like that's black people need not black people, but like people. I mean, who, black people. It's so many people. Black black people. Black people need people who are aware. Because if she would have had anybody in her family with any type of legal sense, uh-huh. they would have been like, "Girl, this is blowing up. You need to go trademark this." Literally, it was in. Pretty own fleek. That was in a Beyonce and Nicki Minaj song. Like, do you know how much money she would have got? And that song was big. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was a people, big song. It wasn't used, like one of that. People used it. On fleek a lot. A lot. Yeah, she could have gotten some and money from it, but unfortunately, it didn't work out. That sucks. It's like, goodness gracious. She probably just living living her best life in her one-bedroom apartment when she could have a mansion. I don't know like, that my much goodness. money, but okay. <laughs> She could have a three in a Nicki Minaj and Beyonce song. That means anytime they play that song, they had to pay her. I feel like I don't know if she'd have a mansion, but she could have a very nice house. I feel like maybe they wouldn't put it in there. And they're like, Are we really about to pay this little girl to say on fleek? It's like it ain't that serious. I think they would have. I think they would have paid her. I don't know. So, why does something in me hopes that hopes that Beyonce? I feel like Beyonce seems like the type who cares. I don't think Beyonce paid her. I felt like that's where you were going, but I don't feel like Beyonce paid her. I was like, I feel like Beyonce might be the type to maybe throw her a dollar or two. No. Like, thanks for this word. Or maybe or maybe send her a custom Beyonce, signed Beyonce CD. Which you know you could sell. Not a so, custom sign me. Here, girl, I'll sign this for you since you didn't I trademark mean, you could really sell that for some good money, though. 
Oh, yeah. Like, I would. Beyonce like, sent me one right now. I'm selling that to anybody. I would sell that for real. So fast. See, most people aren't like that, though. Most people are not. That's like when Mizzou, when I, where I went to school, they had um, left the league. Um, they they left the um, Big t- Big 12 and they moved to the SEC. So it was like our last game ever mm-hmm. or until they moved back against KU, which was like our like huge longtime rival. So them tickets was high. And I remember one person won those tickets and he sold them. And I was like, yes. And then another girl was like, how could you not go to that game? And I was like, girl, bye. I, I was like, don't let me have no $200 tickets in my hand. <laughs> When you in college, I'm right, selling those. Take these like, <laughs> I remember people were like trying to, people were really trying to go to that game, and I'm like, forget all that. Yeah, I would I be selling everything at all. But I'm, I'm like, that's a minority type of opinion right there, because most people don't be thinking like that. Mm, yeah, but, but, but yeah, um, she trademarked that. Also, with trademarking that, some other things have been happening with Cardi B this mm-hmm. week. And, you know, yeah. people are not as upset about this as, you know, they could be. So, mm-hmm. apparently a video came out of Cardi B talking about all the stuff that she's had to go through. This is a video from a couple mm-hmm. years ago about all the stuff she's had to go through to be where she is. And in the video, mm-hmm. she mentions that she has had to, like, she'll meet, she met dudes at the strip club. She takes them home and then she drugs them and robs them. Mm. And then, you know, a lot, you know, there were people who were definitely like up in arms because you drugging and robbing people. Mm-hmm. That sounds crazy. And, but, mm-hmm. you know, she's over here, you know, she, de- she doesn't really apologize. She defends herself and she's like, you know what? I had to do what I had to do to get by. And then I'm seeing a lot of people who are, you know, commending, I put that in air quotes, or, you know, saying mm. that she, that's what she had to do. She had to do what she had to do to get by. But mm-hmm. let this have been, Offset. Oh yeah. Saying, oh, you know, I I drugged. First of all, drug would be enough. <laughs> I mm-hmm. drugged and robbed some girls. You know, while I was coming up, that just sounds insane. What you did? What it does? It was like Offset would have to be. You know, I feel like I I, rappers don't really. I don't feel like rappers necessarily get quote unquote canceled for stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But. I feel like people would definitely be looking at him like this is that was terrible. But Cardi B, I feel like this is gonna be like it's gonna be you know dust your shoulders off. So what do you think about it? What do I think about it? Yeah, I don't really agree with drugging anybody. I feel like that just sounds very extreme. I feel like if she would, I feel like if she was to say, you know, while I was a stripper, I did have to tell some people, you know, come back to the room with me. And then the dude fell asleep and she stole money from him. I feel like I would be fine. <laughs> I would be like, you know what? The struggles of a... What? You know, where did you just get that? I didn't even know where you were going with that. The struggles that you have okay. to go through. You know, I feel like the robbing, as long as it wasn't like assault included in it, I, that's something I could get past. But the fact that you're drugging people, obviously without their consent, you're putting drugs in someone's body and making them unable to do anything and then you're taking advantage of them is very yeah that's crazy messed up mm-hmm. so it's just like you know obviously we can't really do i mean there's nothing i can do about it because you know it happened and she's not about to get arrested because mm-hmm. nobody mm-hmm. people were drugged i don't think they really know so mm-hmm. it's just kind of like people don't don't do stuff like that please it's like Cardi B. I don't. I don't know if I think that people should be done with Cardi B because she did it, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
I definitely don't. It was a terrible thing. Here's my opinion. Yeah, give us your opinion. I don't think we should be done with her. I don't think we should be done with anybody. I oh, hate the idea. This of is just a pause. Somebody. Can I pause on your thing real quick? Just throw this in before you start. Sure. Before you finish, mm-hmm. I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. The the okay, be done with on? anybody. I feel like some people <laughs> can I move definitely on? need to be done with. <laughs> but continue. <laughs> Thank you. Not you. Why did you cut me off like so extra? Why can't you just be like, oh, I don't see that. And let me finish talking. Because, you know, I, I wanted to acknowledge the fact that I was cutting you off. So I didn't have to hear, oh, here you oh. go cutting me off, Teresa. I <laughs> wanted to acknowledge you. No, I feel like, I mean, I do. I understand, like, Tamara on The Real was making a good point. Like, you can cancel people, but just cancel them in your head. And I feel like maybe that's how I'll be. I don't think cancel I would need to be life. extra about it. And maybe that's how I feel about R. Kelly, even. Because I feel like for people to be like, he is canceled. It's just so a lot to me but like yeah in my head it's r kelly canceled he been canceled he been canceled mm-hmm. you know i don't feel like um, he's been canceled chris brown he's needed to be canceled though i was driving to home other from people. cleveland Not really to wanting me. to play some uh trapped in the closet but i couldn't oh no i mean like that's what i'm saying i he been canceled to me like i don't care necessarily for r kelly mm-hmm. unless i'm at a wedding and step in the name of love come on i don't need no r kelly you know what I mean? Like, so maybe that's, but I feel like even like a Chris Brown, like he been halfway canceled, but that's in my head. Like I don't be out. He is canceled. Anyway, that's my point. Mm-hmm. So, cause I'm getting off topic. Um, I feel like Cardi, Cardi was, they were saying stuff like people were saying like, oh, surviving Cardi, kind of like the R. Kelly stuff. And they were comparing her to R. Kelly and um, like Bill Cosby. And I... Like, 75% think that co- comparison is true. Mm. But I think... Because That's I, not what I, I think, you to say. I think it's true. Yeah, it's definitely no, accurate. I mean, like, I she's know. insulting I mean, people. I agree with that, but for some reason, I expected you to be like, I don't 100% agree with that comparison. Not 100%. I said it's about 75%, yeah, right? Because I, I feel like... Because the 25% of me is like... that. The difference between R. Kelly and Bill Cosby is that she recognize it she acknowledged she like literally she spoke about it she was legit like um i never i never said i was perfect i never you know like i never acknowledged i never acted like things i did in my past were okay and she was recognizing it like that's not cool mm-hmm. but i did what i had to do she so she didn't really apologize but she did recognize it and i appreciate that because i, I feel like a little bit I, but i feel like an apology would have been more appreciated know i guess but i feel like with r kelly and bill cosby i feel like with them they were more like they acting like they not they didn't do nothing and that's the issue like i feel like for me it's like we can't compare her to someone who literally is out and then on top of that like she did it as a survival method i think that's a different thing Mm -hmm. i think i don't think that that was her only way of survival right Exactly. I don't. It wasn't her only way of survival, but I think that you can get to a mindset where your mind cannot allow you to 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 think that to think to like, oh, let me go to a food bank, mm-hmm. or or let me let me let me try and like do something else. Like I feel like in her mind, she's like, oh, I, I look good. I'm a stripper. These dudes will follow me. Let me go ahead and just rob them. You know, mm-hmm. like so. I think that's the difference. Like where that's where that seventy five percent come in because it's like she was doing that as a survival method. Yeah, and she's recognizing that she shouldn't have done that i think with the other people it's like some of these people are really out here just on some like terrible not acknowledging any type of fault and just continue to just do the same things over and over again like and i don't think i don't think cardi would do it again so i think if, if someone was to cancel cardi over this i completely understand that but like i said i don't like to cancel anybody and i do believe that i feel like everybody deserves a second chance um 
But I feel like at the end of the day, like to me personally, am I canceling Cardi? No, I will not be canceling Cardi. She still has some jams, you know. But um, I don't know. I just I don't. I feel I feel like I appreciate her even just coming out and being like I didn't. I never I never said I was perfect. I never tried to be perfect. I I think that's important. You know, it's like I appreciate her acknowledging it, but something about that I never said I was perfect sounds like a cop out. It's like. I'm not perfect, okay. I just drug. No, and rob people. I think I think it's that like, people be compared. This this my thing with Cardi. She it's like you cannot. Yes, I can. <laughs> with Teresa, I do not agree with that. Y'all remember what? What she can't be because she grew up a different way and she can't be compared to other. Yes, people. she did though. It's remember when Teresa told me that I can't uh, that I that I shouldn't be calling black people monkey. So I'm gonna say the hood girl. But I was raised on can't take the monkey out. You can take the monkey out the jungle, but yeah, you can't take the so jungle rude. out the monkey. <laughs> I've literally We're heard that. Person. Like, it's not you even a, a black thing. Monkeys. It's rude. <laughs> it's like, I'm not... But okay, but you can take the hood out the... You can take the girl out the hood, but you can't take the... Yeah. And you can't. You, you can, I yeah, like hood. You I can mean, take the hood. You can take you can take the girl out the hood, but you can't take the hood out the country out the girl. She is still a hood girl. Like, and, I, and you can see her change. ever exist. If she can have enough smarts to trademark her her slogan... She can have enough, I believe enough knowledge to be over here and hit, hit us up with an apology. But you're talking about years ago. Was she? Do you I, know I, she had the sense a couple years ago to trademark? That's like, not I what feel I'm like, saying. I'm not saying that she should go go back and not do what she did. I'm talking about now she should know that she should be able to apologize. But I don't think she's there yet. I think even for her to come to a point and to say I'm not a perfect person and to recognize that it wasn't cool is growth. Like I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not. I think a lot of times, I think a lot of times, Therese, Therese tends to be like on the other end of the spectrum. Like I tend to be the one to be like, I can understand why she did that. Therese's like, I don't care nothing about that. But it's like a lot of times when I'm saying that, I'm not saying that as like justifying their acts. I'm saying it more like, but Therese, Therese hears it as justification. I'm not saying it to justify it. I'm I'm not saying saying that you're justifying it, but it's like I get what you're saying, but I just don't. It's like I I think she's she's gonna get there. You can see her growing. If she don't, then she a hood rat. That's just what it is. Uh-uh. Some people are just hood rats. Well, some people you I can't take. Like, some people you take the hood out the girl. You take I'm... the girl out the hood. She gonna be hood. No, it's like that's just not. But I'm not seeing that I'm in her. Treat you. Did you hear what I said? Yeah, I, I said you. some people you can take the girl I, out the hood. She's still hood. Some people take. Some girl you lead a girl in the hood. They hood. But I don't. I don't get that from her. I feel like she's growing. You can kind of see. it. You didn't hear me say I heard you six times. But I. I had moved on. You were still saying it. <laughs> How do you move on if you're still talking? Well, I was talking about the. I had moved on from that. What I was saying that you heard me on, and I had moved on to something else about the same subject. Oh, I was like just saying the exact same thing. I'm like, I heard you. I did say the exact same thing. I said it twice, but I, at oh. that point, I was just trying to emphasize for the people. But oh, I was too busy. I feel I like you. why are you still doing this? I heard you. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I think I don't think I don't get that from her. Some people, it's like that's just her. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just like just let them be. I don't feel like I'm that type of person. Like, don't ever, don't ever just put me at no. That's just Krista, because that's not that nine times out of ten. That's not just Krista. I probably won't be like that. If it's a problem, I probably won't be like that in a year or two. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's just not how I how I exist. And I don't get that from Cardi. I feel like she's just she is she is she. I told my friend I was like she's that girl that you mentor, and you're like she's not mature wise where you are, but you can see her becoming that. And my friend was like, exactly. And I don't have to choose to, I don't have to choose that. I can choose to not mentor her. And I was like, exactly. You sure can. But I can see the, I can see the growth in this girl. Like, you know, some people you can't mentor because yeah. it ain't and no to point. To me, it's just like, I, I, don't I don't see that in her. I, 
I feel like I shouldn't have to look deep in somebody's soul to see the growth in you to be like, you You need to apologize. I don't feel like we have to look that deep. I don't um, think we have to look that deep. I, feel I like think a couple letter, years, no. I think a couple years. Deep. It's like, girl, you're not for even her saying to that. go. All you're saying is that you did. For her to, no. When was, it was only a couple years ago. For her to be on the internet acting like she, she, she to, to like be saying it like, it was like what I do. I don't care. I had to, I had to do how I do it. And it's like, and you saying it like that's normal. And then three, four, two, three years later, you're on some, it wasn't okay. I feel like that is growth. I don't, I feel like to me, is that growth or is it like I have a bigger, maybe she, to me, it's like, I'm seeing it as she probably hasn't really grown that much. And it's like, there are big, there are more people that I have to please. And this doesn't sound the best. So let me clean this up. To me. To me, she, she comes off as girl. Even even when she was making those suicide comments, and I don't play with suicide, I don't but remember. she was like, I don't even as she was saying, she was saying something about somebody said something about her sister, and she was like, we can, we can cut her right. It might have been Nicki Minaj. She's like, we can, we, you can jump off a bridge oh, and kill yeah, yourself yeah. right now. Like she was saying stuff like that. And to me, I feel like that was foul, mm-hmm. super foul. But somebody in the middle of that interview was like. Hey man, you could hear him being like, Cardi, don't say that. And she's like, I know it ain't right, but I don't care. I don't play with my sister. And you can hear, you can hear, and she sounded so serious when she was like, I know it ain't right. She kind of was on some, you could kind of see her her brain going back and forth, like, maybe I shouldn't say it, but I don't care. This is my sister. You know, it's that's like, what why, she went back to. I just to. don't understand why you but, give her so much benefit of the doubt. Like, I'm not like giving her benefit of the doubt. I just feel like she is a hood girl. Let her be hood it's and like, let her evolve. It's just like, I feel like she's like, not that hood. I feel like. It seems oh, like a bit of a is. charade. Charade. That's really hood to me to be to be a stripper and, and to be stealing people's money. That's that's about as being a stripper is just some people's lifestyle. No, I said the stealing their money. I, that's I real mean, hood. If they, that's if some they good leave and they white activities. And they, I mean, no, I feel like they weren't. Like, that's right. They that's weren't leaving them while it's open. They weren't like criminal. There are hood girls out here who are not <laughs> drugging hood. people. Some she's committing crimes. Well, that's ratchet. Maybe ratchet. Maybe. No, that's... I don't know. That's some... That's hood rat activity to me. Because girl, hood rat. I like hood rat. That's some hood rat activity to me. That's not normal. Uh-oh. Like, that's... Hood rat to me is on some, like, you on another level. Like, you're you not just a ghetto person who's loud at the store, at the movies. Like, you legit, loud like, causing... <laughs> you know, I was... Why did I see us yesterday? And this lady was so loud next to me. Uh, you know, Jordan I looked at my friend. I was like, like she gonna to get on my nerves. The black audience. But we'll talk about us a little bit later, too. You do, absolutely. But at the same time, I was like, that girl was, she was like, she was like, kill him. He gotta go. Oh, no. And I'm just like, okay, That's girl. Funny. Black people and, are so funny. I mean, like, they, we are. And, I, and, even, and I'm kind of loud. So it made me feel better mm-hmm. because I definitely can be loud. But that girl, come on now. Girl, we, but it's we, like, okay, we like, in here watch movie now. Right. But that girl's just ghetto. That girl, I'm not about to call her a hood rat. That's not hood rat activities to me. Mm-hmm. But to be stealing money, Drugging them, that's some ratchet, hood rat, disrespectful, need some help type of behavior. I feel like ratchet hood rats don't and have to be disrespectful and uh, <laughs> criminals. No, I feel like I feel like that's what hood rat is. Oh, we have different definitions of hood, hood rat. Hood rat is just a, me it's, hood rat. To me, it's just like a, no. a girl from the hood who just don't know the, don't know the most. No. That's ghetto. No. To me, hood rat is. Ghetto hood rat is the person who will hit a, a teacher. girl who goes to the store in a bonnet and she's kind of loud oh. in the store. It's just like, yeah. ghetto. That's ghetto. But a hood rat yeah, to me, it's just like, I don't hood know. Hood rat is like you you affecting other people's lives with your hood rat activities. That's how yeah, I we have it. different definitions of a hood rat. But I feel like we've been on this. Do before. we? We've been on this for long enough. We have. We gotta go. We gotta move yeah. on. So we're going to talk about Wendy Williams. Oh, yeah. That was so sad. Oh. 
Yes. How do you feel about it's that? It's sad. <laughs> and if you can hear a slight inflection in my voice, it's sad. Sips tea. You know, I, what, I've been seeing a lot of wind Well, waves. tell us what happened. So, so basically, you know, she had been on a hiatus from her show. And she mm-hmm. had some different people come in and all of that stuff. Because, you know, mm-hmm. I think she was, I think she's trying to get sober. But she, yeah. she also, you know, her husband had been cheating on her. Mm-hmm. He had a baby. And he had a baby. And Allegedly. Not allegedly. The baby was born. Does it have his name? Oh, I don't I know. I didn't think it did. I don't have his name. But that don't make it not his baby. I mean, no, it definitely doesn't. Um, but apparently she's going to take another hiatus <sighs> because of mm-hmm. the birth of the baby, which... I heard it was like a week, though. It was not that much. Not that That long. first hiatus, I was like, girl, you might as well just let this show go because you've been gone for a minute. Yeah, and they were... and Because and, didn't Nick Cannon take her spot? People yeah, were saying people Nick were Cannon like, oh, we like, we like Nick Cannon. And I was like, <laughs> you know, I don't dislike Wendy Williams, but I don't necessarily... It's like, I used to be able to watch her show, and I feel like the more I she watched... Rude. It. She's really rude. She was, yeah. And it was starting, it was like, it was becoming too much. I'm like, I can't be dealing with this every single day. Where she sit over here and she takes yeah. like the lowest blows to people. And I'm like, girl, why are you like this? And See, so I never I really got into her show. just feel super, super sorry for her. And I, a lot of people are taking that, that that side. Because basically, like now, she, she like overdosed. I think they found her overdose and now she's like, She's taking a break from her show, and she's going to a rehab, I believe. Something like that. Oh, I didn't hear that she overdosed. Um, yeah, I heard that she overdosed. Mm. Um, maybe, no, she didn't overdose. She relapsed. Oh, that's not the okay. same thing. Yeah, that's not the she same. She relapsed. Yeah. Um, my bad, y'all. Um, but yeah, that. but still, to re- I don't know why, because, you know, me and Therese be watching Mom all the time. So, like, when I watch Mom, like, now I take that on so serious. Like, relapsing is a D. Right, like, because, I mean, you've been working so hard to not yeah. drink or not do drugs or something and then you you know people, and then you do people it be so going it's like now you gotta start all over again and it's just like bro that's, that's scary so sad and, and people were saying that her husband is what's leading her they think that that's what's affecting her to I like mean, have to relapse that makes and stuff 100 percent sense it's like and i do think she's really and got a baby there's pictures of the baby on the internet and because she come <laughs> for so many people people coming for her and it's like mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't ever like the toe for a toe. What is it? No, eye for an eye. Yeah. I don't, I don't ever like that approach. But I get it. I'm not about to be mad at nobody for for talking about her mm-hmm. when she's just so blatantly rude. Right. Like she's just so mean. Like I'm, when she talks about that most recent bachelor being a virgin, she was just like, "Who does that?" She was like, "Mean." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Girl, what is wrong with you? You yeah. are rude." Like, dang, have some compassion. Yeah. Um, it's but like, I understand that this is your job to gossip and you know know the tea and all of that good stuff but it's but i don't know i feel like you could give me the gossip without being so mean about it it's like yeah you could tell me that the that the bachelor is a virgin without making it sound like okay really she she's that person who has that that opinion that is so ignorant Mm-hmm. You know, like she, she's that person who has those really disrespectful, ignorant like opinions that people be having to fight every day. Like she's that person's voice. Right. She's rude. I mean, she's really rude, but it's just like, I mean, I still don't wish all this on her. And right. it's really sad to hear that she relapsed. 
like super sad. Um, but I don't understand why she don't just leave. I mean, I should. I hate. I hate to be that late. Right, because to be like, girl, just leave him. Because in your mind, that's I don't what understand. You think, though. It's like in my mind, I'm thinking it's like you going. He's like he really putting you through it. It's like I don't understand why you're not leaving. Yeah. But at the same time, <laughs> I'm not leaving her life. I don't know. Maybe they work. I it don't, out. And I hate to be Maybe that person. Not. I get it I more. Know. See. How are you working it out though? I don't, I don't know. know. I get it more when it's money, like when it's like but this man. If I leave this man, I won't. Yeah, like I get that more. If you like on some like I can't leave this man because I can't live. I won't. Yeah, like, literally, like my family won't believe and my family loves him. Nobody's gonna take me in. Like the, that sounds unfortunate as can be, but the like her situation. Gosh, that does sound unfortunate. I know that happens though, but like with her, it's like I don't understand why you can't just leave. Like there's still a lot of people who would like you. You can get you a new man. Like, like you still got your job. It's just it's and if it's affecting you to where you're relapsing, relapsing, right, you that's need to bad. go ahead and let him go because he's not good for your overall health. At all. If a man is making you relapse, that's scary. I don't yeah. It's I don't like know. you're saying relapse a lot. And it's mm-hmm. making me I mean, to me, I didn't know that she was sober that long. So I you know, I'm not I'm not assuming that she's it's just like the relapse. I don't know. It's not even if she like been that. sober a, a year. Right. That's a long time. That's, oh, I thought she was I thought only sober a man. for a month or two. Oh, I thought it was two months. I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's that's like I mean, the sad, relapse sad. is not good. That's really but sad. you know. Yeah. It's not like I it was see, five I, I years. Five I thought years it was a like, while. Like, you need to let her go. Let him go. Yeah. Really, I thought really it was like a couple years. I have no idea. I don't really keep up with her, but. Either way, I still feel like it's super, super sad. I mean, like, relapsing is. is sad. Like, gosh. I, yeah. Even though I don't agree with how she acts, I, I don't wish any of this on her. I mean, mm-hmm. I would like to see her go ahead and leave her husband and just, mm-hmm. you know, get better, but. Yeah. I don't know. Too. Goodness. Yeah. But, you know, I feel like I've been talking for a while, Krista. Um,. The last thing I'm going to say, I'm just going to say one last thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you, you mentioned that you went to go see Us this weekend or yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, us mm-hmm. is out, guys. Um, it's doing very well. We talked about it on a 30-minute episode. I have not seen it, so we're not about to talk about it. But I feel like you need to see it soon so we can talk about it because the ending was really good. It was just like, wow. I mean, yeah. I didn't. That's why I was going to. It just kind of shook it today. But I didn't have time. And the so. kids, the kids are good too. The, the yeah, that's what somebody I just kids. saw on my Instagram. Somebody was like, "Go see us, if nothing else, for the acting," because they're like the acting was really good. And I was like, "Well, I think the little boy, uh, he's gonna be good." I, yeah, I really want to see it, but you know, guys, there's the, there's a there's one character in particular that I know that you're gonna be like, she's so creepy. <laughs> is it is it the um is it um uh, what's the main character's name? Lupita is it, Lupita? Is it no, Lupita's Lupita. um, other other half? I mean, because she I thought she was me out. too. See that in the, the commercials? No. It's like, eh. it, it, it's 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 somebody. I don't else. know what the, I never watched the preview, so I don't want to tell you because I don't know like what the preview showed and didn't show. Okay. But it's one of the characters, and it's hilarious. It's like I don't it just even me watching her on the screen. I'm like, oh, she kind of creepy. Man, like, who? <laughs> she that girl who in your class, and you like, oh, right. Let me not sit near her. Mm. But you know, it's really funny. Um, I don't know. One thing that Jordan Peele said was that he won't be casting. He doesn't see himself casting any white leads in his movies because he's like, mm-hmm. I've already seen those movies, and he's like, you know what? Right. Okay, Jordan. 
I think that's really that good. good. I don't see anything wrong with see that. See somebody who's out here because, making, yeah. you know, big box office hits. And it's like, you know yes. what? I'm going to stick to casting my black people. It's like like the movie had a whole little cute little black family. I mean, cute. Yeah. In the, I don't know. And but, they were brown. Right. They I really appreciate they were brown. People or they didn't have, you know. I think that was so necessary. Because like, everybody watching... looked about the same shade of just, <laughs> we dark. We brown. We brown out here. Looking great. You know, since Teresa wouldn't let me get a word I in. I wouldn't because I wasn't going to talk. Saying what... You thought you was going to cut <laughs> in and I was, I was trying to finish up my words. Go ahead, though. I re- No, I really, I feel like it's so rare to see, like, a unit of brown people. Right. It's so rare. Like, you usually see, like, one. Like, maybe the mom is brown, but, like, the kids, kids are, are kind of light. Yeah. Like, you use, but, like, they were all pretty brown. And I loved it. And, you know, when I was telling my friend, I was like, I think Winston gained weight for that role. He did. He, looked, he has more of a dad vibe. Oh, he did? That's exactly what he said. He was like, I was watching an interview with him, and he was like, um, I was talking to Jordan, he was like, I want you to remember that Umbaku is not in this movie. So I don't want you to be <laughs> as hard or have the same stance as him. He was like, I want you to have more of no. a dad vibe. He was like, I want you to yeah. relax. And you're, you know, you're like a dad on the weekend. That's, that's what this role is. And he said, that's he channeled, he um, he played it well. Jordan Peele. Oh, uh-uh. So I was like, you he, know, he played good. it well. To me, he seemed young to play that role though. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, to have a dad with those, cause, he, cause those kids look kind of. That's what I said older. to my friend. And my friend was like, but he could have. She was like, he could have had them kids at 20. And I was like, yeah, but I wasn't. The, the role 20? was giving me that they like. What are they? How old is that Like 12, 14? Yeah, the girl looked like 12 or 14-ish. Right. Like, yeah. so I, feel, I think in the show, he was supposed to be like late 30s. Mm. Like late 30s, maybe early 40s or something. But like he he definitely, I Googled him, you know, because I think mm. he's so fine. He like he's, like, he's definitely 30. He's like 32. Yeah. He, I mean, he looks older in that role for sure, oh, okay. for sure. And he, you could tell he gained a little weight. Like yeah. I was like, I th- I'm pretty sure he's like bigger in this. He said he did, like, and he's he not muscular. Exercises because he's trying to, you know, he's trying he to have trying a bad body. Yeah, he had a little dad body. It was, it looked like a real dad yeah, body. Like he had a little belly. Yeah, he's adorable. He and he and I and he's so. There's this thing that he did on Buzzfeed where it was like, um, re- he read his thirst tweets and, oh, they, yeah, and he was that. like, he's be so cute. But he, he was like, he's like, that one's creative. <laughs> the next one, he's like, that one was actually right, very sweet. Like, and I'm like, like you're so cute. He's adorable. I feel like we would match so well. I just really see it. He went to Yale, too. Mm. Mm. Smart brother. Yeah. Yeah. And he's so cute. He was talking about how, like, when he, I love him. When he was on The Breakfast Club, and he was talking about how he was, like, um, how he, when he was little, he got, um, he got robbed. Uh-huh. And, and, like, yeah, he got robbed and, like, someone, like, they took his stuff off of him and then, like, they, they ended up throwing it back at him because they, they were like, I already listened to this or I already watched this with a movie or something. And he was like, I was kind of traumatized. He's like, not even lying. He's like, my mom and sister were very, like, don't take that route anymore. You don't go that way. Mm-hmm. He's so cute. And, he, and it was, I just love that, that this big six foot five fine chocolate brother was on there, like, but I was traumatized. Was and, he, and he said, don't right, it was so way. cute. walk anyway. Somebody go ride. And then, right, and then he, but then he talks about how he went back there. He was like, I went back there a couple years ago, and then, then he was like, it was kind of like, you know, like I, I had my peace with it. And I was like, That's yes, good. you're so cute. Yeah, okay. he's adorable. Winston. And he was even saying, he's like, black people, he was like, black people don't need to, um, he's like, or not, he's just saying, like, men in general, we don't all need to be like, 
you know, in Baku. We don't all need to be like that grown, right. you know, like, I got you, man. He's like, everybody ain't, ain't, ain't that. No, and I thought that was really that. cool. I just need that, though. <laughs> I could take it in Baku. Oh, Baku, I mean, oh, or I, I could not in Baku. Baku. I could take him. Oh, okay. I could take him. I feel like he's kind of he's a little softer, but he he's not as soft as the role he played in us. But I don't think he's in Baku. He's like in the middle. Mm-hmm. I'll take that. He's he's cute. But it's so funny because my friend was like, he is so corny in this movie, and she's <laughs> I mean, like, even when he was, was like, that he bad, like, just like, in like the my preview, dad, he looked corny. It's like, oh, if you want to get crazy, he, I'm just like, why does that just sound so? It just sounds different. But okay. It's just nerdy. Yeah. But all I was going to say is that you guys should still see it because, like Krista said, she said it was good. So it's, it's it got good. the 20-something and uh, and living uh, vote for as of right now. Hey, just so y'all know, so I, see it. I don't be messing with movies like that. So for me to say it was good is kind of saying a lot. But for real, though. So. Notice I didn't say it was excellent or anything. It was it was good. Uh, have you ever said a movie was excellent? Have you seen an excellent movie? I thought Coach Carter was really oh, good. Oh, gosh. Okay. We can <laughs> what? Coach Carter was not good. <laughs> Why did you say that? I'm talking about a real good I thought movie. it was you a know, really. Well, that's like saying, oh, was... you know, well, I thought the Hannah Montana movie was great. It's like, come on. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought The Help was good. Help was a really good movie. Um, I'm trying to think of movies where I'm like, that's a good movie. Mm-hmm. No, I thought I thought Coach Carter really depicted those characters well. I thought that was a really good movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I thought Coach Carter was really good. I feel like the the different storylines of all them different kids. I really, I feel like that was ne- that was done before it was popular. Because yeah. like the the coach's kid was not the same as some of them other kids, and some of them kids were like more well off. I thought that was a really good I movie. To movie be. Like, see, so you trying to talk about the Hannah Montana movie? That is not the same. Like that movie. Coach Carter was just. I don't remember. No, it's not. I thought it was a really well put. I appreciate when movies do stuff different. That's just like when I was watching This Is Us and Beth's wig was on the table in the back. It was so subtle, but it's like that is saying a lot. She had a wig. You don't think it is, but it was like an episode when Kate came in the room Mm -hmm. and Beth had a wig on the table, and it wasn't like you know like either. Basically, in shows, they always they got to either show the wig on the table while you know while they talking and reference the wig. It's like settled, right? And then be like. Girl, you done made me put my wig on. And it's like, no, nah, it don't be like that. Sometimes like, my wig sometimes really be on the floor and we be fine. Yeah, like, and I feel like I needed that. That was good to see. And it's like, I think Coach Carter did a really good job with that. Like, y'all, you making me seem extra, but I'm not. Because that show, that movie did a good job depicting different types of black people. And I appreciate that. For your information. I thought the help was good. <laughs> the help was really good. I should have to say for your information. Right, because you said it like Chris over here acting like I'm just so goofy. I mean, Chris is so goofy. Nah, bro. Coach Carter was good. I I would put it on the same level as Black Panther. No, I thought it was because I thought it was good. I really did. I think I thought that was one of them movies that kind of slept on. But I think The Help was a really good movie, too. I like that. You guys want to know what my favorite Um, movie is? The Departed. I never seen that. Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised. Uh, Yeah, I don't watch a lot of movies. But I was going to say Us is on the same level as Black Panther to me. And I thought Black Panther was good. I didn't think it was amazing. It right. was good. It was a really good movie. Black Panther was amazing. Actually, nah. Black Panther was better. Oh, God. Let me not lie. What? It was better. Mm. Black Panther was, was pretty. Was Black Panther, I would say on a scale of 1 to 10, Us was like an 8. Black Panther was like an like a 8.5. They're pretty close, mm. but. Okay. Well, I'm going to see it. I appreciate the conversations in Black Panther a little more. Mm. But I thought Us was really good as well. Us was, it was a very good movie. Okay. I would definitely so, guys, go see it. Yes. That's all I have, Kristen. All right. It's only an hour later. Um, 
Right. It's supposed to be a short episode, Therese. Well, um, that's to say. And, okay. So, hot topics, guys. Hot topics. So, the first one. Therese and I were talking about this earlier, and it just made me, um, it made me laugh. Because I was saying that I haven't, I've been, I've really been trying to lose weight, y'all. And I was just saying how, like, like, a couple years ago when I was losing weight, people were like, when people would make, people would make more of a comment, like, oh, I can really see the weight loss. And I'm like, yes, thank you, girl. You know, I be needing that. Because I, I, I feel like, yes, it don't matter. I understand we don't need people to tell us to validate us, sure. But it's like, if you can't see the weight loss, then I'm not losing that much weight. Right. So that's what I was saying. Mm-hmm. So um, so I was like, think, I was saying to Teresa, like, I hadn't had too many people say it, but a girl said it the other day, like, Krista, you're, you're definitely coming down. I can see it. And I was like, thank you, girl. I need it. And it's that. like, even, and Teresa was like, even how you just said that, it, it like, <laughs> You know, if somebody Basically, was we're discussing, to me, is it a compliment to say that you've lost weight? Okay. So if somebody said it to me, obviously all in my mind I'm thinking is that I look slimmer, so I'm taking it. I'm like, uh, okay, <laughs> thank you, girl. <laughs> I try. But when I'm, when I'm a person saying it, for some reason I feel like somebody could take that as, you know, I've been looking at you, you've been looking real hefty, and no. you, you lost a few pounds. <laughs> Go ahead. Good for you. You needed to. That is not so how I, I hear that. I don't know how the person is hearing it, so I don't feel like that's my favorite thing to just throw around. Unless I, you know, if I know you for real, then I'm like, you, you know, you look like you So is it weight. rude to say, have you lost weight? It's like, I don't know. Like, if somebody asked me, have I, I lost mean, weight? I'd be like, I don't know. Have I? When I told Teresa, I was like, unless you're a, a, a larger girl who wants to stay that size, or even if you're a regular size, unless you're a girl who wants to stay her same size and you made that known, like, I know I look good. You know, like, you made, you said that. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be like, have you lost weight? I'm, I'm not, I'm just gonna think it in my head because I don't want to offend you. Mm-hmm. But if anybody, if you have never brought up that you love your body at your same size and you don't got, and you don't want to lose a pound, I don't think it's rude for me to say you've lost weight at all. And it's like, like and like I was explaining to you earlier, it's like, I don't think it's rude, but... I don't personally think it's rude, but I could see that somebody might think it's rude. So I might, I'm, I, I probably tiptoe around that because I don't want anybody. To so you're saying right. that they would say, you're saying that they would say that you're like you're getting hefty, right? Oh, I saw like, you getting. hefty. They might think that I'm saying that you know you've been looking pretty big, and I see that you lost weight. Good for you. No, I don't know. I, don't, I can't I speak like for that. other people. I feel like if you hear it like that, you just, you, you think you thought you looked really big. Because if, if someone says you lost weight, that's not, I don't think, I'm going to say nonsense about something, that's probably not what they meant. Now, when people do the most about you losing weight, like, now oh that's when you thought you looked. You really, you really like, lost wow, weight. Wow, you have really oh come down. Gosh, you lost so much weight. You look so good. Settle down. Yeah, now all of that, that's rude. Like acting like I was looking but, like a straight elephant before. <laughs> That's rude because to me, that's like you're acting like I've really just evolved my mm-hmm. life and I'm just so much better now at this point that you don't even realize how good I was. How I mean, how good you gonna be? Like that's rude. But I feel like that's to just like be like you, that you look different than you used to look, and they be acting like it's just like, oh my gosh, you look so different. Nobody said that. I to really me, used I, to struggle I with that. Oh no, nah. I people I used to really struggle with that. Like when I. Came out of college ish time, mm-hmm. really around. It's really around when I started losing weight. Mm. Well, no, nah, it was mm, it was like two different times. When I was in college, around like twenty ish, I feel like family for the first time was like, "You look so cute. You've really grown up." You know, mm. all these things. And I feel like they never really called me cute for real when I was young. And I was like, I don't like that. And then when I turned like twenty four ish, I feel like a lot of people were saying it too. Then, and I was just like, I don't know how I feel about that. You know, mm-hmm. at all. I feel I like still, I still get kind of compliment, but. 
people doing the most about it, like, oh yeah, you look. I don't. I was gonna say so much better. I just. I feel like, like to say you really grown up is really rude. Mm-hmm. What are you saying? I think that's super rude. I don't. Maybe and maybe someone will be like, no, you just grown up. But to me, that's rude. Like, I don't know. I think when I was, it's just like what is grown up to you? Because unless I got taller, I feel like they mean. Look, I don't even know. I don't know. I remember one time my cousin was like, I was like twenty one, and I was like, she's like, I just can't. I just can't get over it. And I was like, what? And she's like, you just, you just look, you're so girly now. And you're just, you're just so like, and you're pretty. And you're, she didn't say you're, and she just was saying like, just so girl. She didn't say pretty. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. was like, you're just so girly and just, you know, just so pretty. And just so like, it's just so different than what I'm used to. Like, I'm just used to you being kind of like a, like a tomboy. And I was looking at her like, that is rude. It's like, and then you know, like, that's weird and my cousin was there next to me. School, and I don't think you were giving me. I don't remember get you giving me Therese, super tomboy vibes. Therese, I've low-key glowed up. It's not even about to lie. You look at some pictures of me from about... It's not my face. It's really my confidence. It really is. Mm-hmm. It's like... And just like the way I walk, the way I dress. It's just like... It's some... I don't know. I can't explain it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like some people... Some people were just tacky. Because it's like, okay, that was a really dated outfit. But you could still kind of see that they had that... They had that sass to them. Like, I didn't get that sass till about 21. 20-ish. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I was, like, 16, like, my my face is very similar to what it looked like in the past. But, like, my outfits and just the way I carried myself, I feel like it's complete 180 low-key. Wow. And I get I that 16, a lot. My hair. Ooh, yeah. Talk about but that I still before. feel like you had, like, a sassiness to you. Mm, well, I don't remember that when I was... I remember that when I was, you know, in my 20s. <laughs> not in my 20s. Like, I'm not in my 20s now. Well, no. But when you was, like, 20. When I was, yeah, like... when you was 20, you was cocky. No, you know, I don't I, think you, you aren't know, like that. I've been looking at myself in the mirror lately, and I'm just, you know, a little bit of that is just, it's all my spirit, because... I don't think that's bad, though. I think that's good. You should look in the mirror and be I like... Mean, I've always looked in the just... mirror and been like, I'm cute, but for some reason, lately, I, I feel like I might need to tell other people about it, because... I don't see nothing wrong. Y'all, well, y'all ain't seeing. I mean, y'all, y'all are. Y'all how are you telling it. them? Are you being like, "Mom, is this outfit not the cutest thing you ever seen?" I feel like that's fine, but to be walking down the street like, I don't Mom, know. I think there's a the fine line between. I've ever seen. I just not find anything. I would say, like, or to be like, "Mama, don't I look good?" To say that, I think that's fine. What's wrong with that? I just, just like you know, just I that sounds good so to me. Cute. For Yeah, I'd be like, "Mom, I was killing the game." I feel like I talk like that sometimes. I'd be like, "I was killing the game, looking real good that day." Like I would talk like that. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. No, but I didn't talk I, like I that mean, in high school. I, I in in high school, you did. It. Well, Therese was borderline cocky, y'all. Like, you were, like, to the point where if you would have stepped up one notch, it would have been a problem. But I like, was just, it was just Somebody would need to, to humble nice. you. Mm, it was just where it needed to be to not be a problem. Well, okay. That's le- it legit. Just, it wasn't. It was I just feel like where it needed to be, guys. It wasn't In a high school, like it was. In high school, it seemed healthy. It seemed like, you know, like you, you recognize, I'm a good looking person. I was feeling But myself. at the same time, you weren't. Yeah, you you got really into yourself to the point where it was like, if you if like I don't know I feel like for you losing ten pounds when you was at that height would have been too much for you. <laughs> like everybody need to step back because first of all, right? I am That's killing the game. Like y'all don't see me. Okay. Yeah. No. I don't think you should. I don't see, know. The Lord knew that. I think. That's why I, didn't lose I don't think way. you you Shit. weren't like oh no I'm better than no. I'm, I'm I'm cuter than her. But you were more like, I'm cuter than everybody. And that's a problem. Yeah, it wasn't like specifically like, oh yeah, that girl over there. I'm no, it wasn't no specific girl. It was just like, bro, 
I look better than everybody. See, everybody. and I don't know if that's okay. I mean, not like everybody look bad. It's just like, I just... Look it's bad. like, it don't matter what you do, girl. You come in here looking like Beyonce or looking like the, the girl in the corner. I'm, I look better. I look better than you. I don't know if that's, <laughs> that's healthy. Good. I don't know. That's up for debate. I'm curious if somebody would agree with that because I feel like that's up for debate. Yeah, I feel I, like... I don't know if I want my daughter acting like that. It's just like, girl, settle down. <laughs> but you're cute, obviously. I would, you know, I would obviously tell my daughter she was cute all the time. But I wouldn't want it yeah. to be like... Where your head is super big. It's like you weren't mean. No. I think that's why it wasn't a problem. Yeah. But I'm I think if nice you would have, but I'm yeah. But if you would have had like one girl come for you, I could. I don't know. I think if you would have lost them ten pounds, you would have called her ugly, and that's the problem. <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm about to say, time. I can see that. Not right now. I would do. You would have lost like ten or fifteen pounds, and some girl would have said something. You would have been like her ugly self. I would have been like what. <laughs> Like really, Therese? We don't. I'm not about to sit around calling girls ugly. Like we're not about to do that. Right. Like that's what I would have said. But I don't know. But I it never. It I never think I've had ways nice. too. It never did. I low key got. Did I get? Katrice said I was cocky before. Yeah, you were. We were. I will never forget. I was. We were, we were walking around um, a college campus in St. Louis. St. Louis College. St. Louis University. It was like we were having a straight conversation or something. And Chris was just like, you know what? You know, my legs. And, you know, my <laughs> my body. And then my she was just like going through every little attribute and just like, you know, I just look so good. My butt looks really good. And I was just like, Krista, is this really what we're doing? It's like, right I don't now? see anything wrong with it. It was just I like, don't see you just <laughs> stopped in the middle of the conversation to tell me about every every part of your body and how you look. I must good. have shot my shadow or something. Right, you, you got it's a like, glimpse I of must... a shadow and you're just like, I look so good. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's good that you think you look good and you should think that, but time and a place now. Maybe I'm just like, I don't know, maybe I've just leveled out. I feel like you gotta come all the way yeah, up. I feel like that's I saw something. It was like, that's what it is. You think it's like because something I read something and it was like, don't be mad at me for loving myself too much because it was a time. It's the first time ever where I didn't hate myself. Something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely and I think at that point I would, I had lost in pounds. Right. So you know, I I, do, I can't speak because like that's true. This, I'm getting real close to the lowest weight I've been. Mm. So don't Watch let me now. get too close now. I mean, I think I look really good. Like, right. I think I'm a really cute girl. Like, I'm not even about to lie. Mm-hmm. Do I think... But at the same time, like, I don't think I'm cuter than... There's mo- There's a lot of better looking women than me. I'm not about to act like that's not true. But it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like... <laughs> it's like my I still look really good. Come on now. Oh, I, I'm talking looks alone. It don't really matter. It's... Oh, yeah. Personality. Oh, girl. Don't even come over here. Buffarello. Like, <laughs> I'm just playing. I, that's, you know... See, Buffarello, though, Chris. Like, I was legitimately driving home from work the other day. And I was just like, you know what? See, I was doing too much. I was like, don't don't, don't let me do too much around here because I was thinking about my personality. And I was just like, I am really just, just, not like I said I was a good, I can't remember exactly what I said, but I was just pretty much about my personality being great. I was just like, it's like everybody just don't, y'all don't know. I, uh-uh. I am just so arrogant. Huh? I mean, that's how I, that is how I felt when we were on that campus. I, th- I don't know why. Maybe, maybe I just needed, I don't know. I think self-esteem is just literally the conversation has completely turned. Mm-hmm. But like, I guess it's about how, just like, y'all just love yourself. Love, look in the mirror and love who you are. Because I feel like, 
um, when I was in college, I literally, I got it from Therese because Therese was really cocky. And I remember when we were like 19, 20, I started to be like, you know, Krista, maybe you cute too. And then I like started to just be dressed a little better. That's what my family was on. Some, you know, you've really grown up, mm-hmm. you know? And then I felt like when I left college, I felt pretty good. Right. But then I went to Atlanta and a lot of those people that I hung around were, ve- they were so superficial, mm-hmm. you know, like to the point where it made me question myself a lot. And I remember I wrote in my journal, I was like, Krista, like if, if you thought your confidence was so high, maybe it wasn't as high as you thought because they that them you questioning you wouldn't have had to question yourself to be around people like you could be around anybody and still feel good you know, mm-hmm. and that's what made me realize that. So, but I feel like after Atlanta, my self esteem kind of dropped down, and I had gained. I was like, I had moved to Cleveland. I was kind of depressed. I just wasn't feeling good, you know. So right. like, I had gained weight. Like I just was not inside and outside. I just was not my best at all you know mm-hmm. and but I feel like by 23 24 shoot I was coming back up you know I was going to church like, loving the Lord you know starting to love myself that's like, yes yeah, just like you know just just doing things I wasn't used to doing I was really like legit just coming into my own mm-hmm. just being happy you know and and I feel like I feel like that's probably why I was like that because I probably I was probably like 24 ish when I said that mm-hmm. so I was just hype I feel like it's not I don't know I think now I've leveled out a little bit. I think I look I think I look good. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like it's like when you explain the stuff that you're explaining, I'm still on some like, I feel that though. Right. But I don't need to say it anymore. Yeah, I, don't- I feel like that's <laughs> what it is. It's like, you know, maybe you don't feel like you need to, to say it all the time. It's like in the moment, you could have passed that mirror and been like, thought to yourself, I look really I look good. good and kept on moving. Like, but I wouldn't need to tell you. Right, I mean, yeah. yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. All right, let's I was move on. Say, you have another Love topic? yourself, y'all. Yeah. Okay, so I was listening to the Breakfast Club with Jamil. Who? Old girl from ESPN. I don't know her. Oh, name. Okay. I can't remember her last name. Jamil. Yeah. I don't know. I you know that. Jamil. Jamil Hill. Is that? I it? thought it was, like but that? I don't know. But I know who you're talking about. Um. Well, she was talking about Candace Candace Owens, and I literally when she was talking about it, I was like, I have no idea who this is. So I googled her, and you know, she was it's like this black like she's relatively young, like 29 or something. And on her, her Twitter literally says, black people don't have to be Republican. Don't have to be Democrat. Yeah, I've been on I just want to know your opinion on that. I just want to know. She has a lot of followers. She has like a million followers. I'm like, wow. Like, who's following you? You know? Mm-hmm. And my question is just like, do black people need to be, should black people be Democrats? Like, should we be I Democrats? I feel like short answer, yes. Oh, really? Long answer See, my short is- answer I feel like if we're if we're coming Ooh. off of the idea that Republican, if we're, yeah, if we're coming off of the idea as, as that Republican, not Republican, Democrat, as a party is supposed to be here, it's like I do air quotes like y'all can see me, but <laughs> Republicans as a whole party, like that's the idea that they're here to help out the less fortunate in a way. It's like we're passing bills for. That, that are supposed to help out women or help out minorities or help out people who need help and it's not all about this pick mm-hmm. yourself up by your bootstraps type of mentality, then yeah. Because, you know, a lot of black people, you know, black people came from some type of struggle. Even if you're out here living mm-hmm. your best life, oh, yeah. Beyonce, it's like you know that your great-great-grandmama, she wasn't. And you know that there's mm-hmm. black people down, you know, a couple hours away from you who aren't. And to be with your, you know, not feeling super selfish and it's just about you and whether you pay these taxes or they're taking money from you to go towards, you know, paying for people's birth control, then, you know, I feel like you should be 
a Democrat? So, short answer, no. Long answer. Oh, did I say no? No. What did I say? You said short answer, no. Short answer, yes. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, wait. Should they be a Democrat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Your short answer was yes. Short answer, yes. The long answer was an explanation of my yes. I feel like my short answer is no. Mm. Because do you have to be a Democrat? No. I mean, you don't have to do anything. But my next question is, should you be a Democrat? Absolutely. Like, why would... I don't understand why you would not be a Democrat. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to understand why a white person is not going to be a Democrat. So, for me to, for you to be a black person... Who are, who are Republicans make no sense to me. Middle class... Middle class white like people who are people? Republicans. It's like... It just seems like the... You mean lower middle class? Yes. Lower middle class. Okay. It's, yeah, it's lower middle class. Like, what are y'all doing? It's just like you're making these decisions based off of what you think. I don't know. It's like I don't know what you're thinking. I actually. think. It's cause it I think no there. Sense. I think people who. I think people like that are like have some racism racism in them because they want to believe because they're lower middle class and they're not low class. They want to believe that they. That they're still that they're that they're not the worst. Mm-hmm. They know that being black is worse. They they know it, but they'll never say it. They subconsciously think they think being LGBTQ is worse. They think being Hispanic, anything that's not them, that's not white, they still think is worse. So to them, they're like, oh, I'm still way better off. Yeah. So in their head, they they align better with Republicans. But it's just like if you really took a step back and looked at it, there's a lot of black people who probably align. Like a middle, an upper middle class black person probably aligns very similarly to you. In terms of like what the the government is gonna do for you, but they would never agree with that, right. you know. To them, to them, they're on the same level as the rich white man, which is ridiculous. And you, you know but what you know, that hey. makes me think about. So, so, I mean, sorry, did you have something else on that point that you were about to say? <laughs> Thank you for that. No, I mean, not really. I was just gonna say, like, I just so short answer, no. Like, I don't think you have to be a Democrat if you're not a Democrat. I'm not gonna. If you're a Democrat. I'm trying really hard not to be a judgmental person, but like if you're a Democrat, if you tell me I'm a, a, I'm a black Republican, I'm gonna be shocked. If you're a Republican, if you tell me you're a black Republican, if you don't, yeah, I'll say you what? said Democrat. Oh wait, what? No, I was saying you don't have to be a dem. I was saying you don't have to be a Democrat, and I was, and then I was gonna say ah, okay. If right, not, settle down, Chris. <laughs> I was like, if you're a black Republican, I'm gonna be shook. I'm gonna be like, whoa, that's crazy. Like, you know, like, I'm going to be on some, like, trying to understand it. I can't get it. I don't, I'm confused. But, like, so, like, I'll try not to judge you. And I and I will, I will legit, in my head, tell myself, don't do that to them. You don't know their life. You don't know they struggle. They are, they are completely allowed to be a Republican. And I have no right to tell them that they shouldn't mm-hmm. be. But it's real. So, that's, that's why my short answer is, do they need to be a Democrat? No, they don't. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's just really hard for me to comprehend why you will be a Democrat. I mean, why you will be a Republican. Mm-hmm. Libertarian, sure, I guess. Or a moderate. But, um, yeah, because I think, mm, I think when I was younger, I used to kind of swing moderate. Now that I'm getting older, I, I definitely swing um, Democrat. Mm-hmm. But, like, in almost When I was younger, every I facet. really, I, I mm. what? I was, I was, were you about to say I wasn't a Republican, but I was, I was moderate. <laughs> and now I feel like I've become more. With a, with a dash of Republican? No, I didn't say that, Krista. Don't put words in my mouth. No. I remember one time we were talking hey, about something and you were... Krista, you don't tell like everybody a, everything. No, I'm good. Go ahead. She sounded like a Republican. Yeah. I don't remember. I think we were talking about money. Mm-hmm. I did. We were talking about taxes. And I was like, no. And Teresa had this tax system in our head where the rich people don't pay as much. And I'm like, that's not fair. 
Um, you know what else, what I was going to say earlier is, because, you know, we didn't really talk that much about, um, the celebrities paying for their kids to get into college. Oh, with Aunt Becky, that was crazy. Exactly. And so, you know what's funny? One of the moms on there, I think it was the mom that was on Desperate Housewives. She was, um, she mm-hmm. had tweeted something a couple of years ago and she was just like, um, you know, she was talking about not cheating. It was like a tweet about not cheating. She was just like, you guys don't try to cheat the system. You know, you gotta, you know, do that thing, you know, the bootstrap thing. She's like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and everything works out. And people, I was looking, I was reading it and somebody was talking about it. It's just like, you're saying these things, but then it's like, you're giving money so your kid can go to school. And it's like, you're cheating the system. It's like, I mean, you got moms, black moms going to jail for five years and for putting their kid in a different school district. And it's like, Mm. it it makes no sense. It's like nothing in this, this whole idea is, is fair. It's like people are sitting over here telling you, you need to do a certain thing that they're not doing. And they're going around the system and making it hard for you to to pull yourself up by your bootstraps because your kid need to go to the good school Mm -hmm. because y'all ain't putting no Mm -hmm. money in the other school. Mm. A word, just, man. That's real. We didn't talk about the celebrities thing. I'm surprised we missed yeah, that. Was, but um, that that yeah, that was a big deal. I think with that, that was such a selfish thing on the parents' part to do. Mm-hmm. I feel like with most of those, especially with Becky, I don't know about the other ones. I didn't really read too much about them. But with with Aunt Becky, I was, or Lori, Lori, uh-huh. with Lori, it was just like girl. Like, her daughters didn't even, especially one of them, they didn't even really want to go to college like that. So it's like, how selfish are you You to want something for your kids so bad? What'd you say? I said the bad thing about that whole thing was, I mean, for me, it was like when I first heard it, like, first broke the news, right? My first thought was, Mm -hmm. so, I mean, if I had money, Uh. I could get my kid into school, why would I not do that? But then I thought about it. Oh, I don't like that. And I'm just like, you know, there should be some repercussions. You are breaking the system. You over here pretending that they play sports, cropping their heads on pictures of other students. That's You're getting crazy. in the way of people who are working really hard to get in the school. That's and that what aren't. it is. Yeah. And that's the There's a lot of people getting about. waitlisted. Even because that's affecting white people. That's not just a black people no, thing. Like, like, to be honest, there's not that many black people who who didn't who got turned away because of those students it's it's honestly just like a student that's a lower middle class lower class thing and just people who can just afford college Mm -hmm. like that's it's more affecting them right and that's not fair that's messed up like so like if i get put on a wait list to some school because i don't have because i can't because like because y'all had 20 people Coming, paying you six hundred thousand dollars to let right. you in the who, school, who a kid. Had D's and that's barely got a good grade on their ACT or their SAT. But I'm sitting over here that's doing my thing, and he's like, "Y'all ain't letting me in because Susie and her mom just gave you five million dollars for the new library." It's like I can't compete with yeah. that. Yeah, that's not fair. That's not right. Yeah. That's real. I don't. I don't like that at all. Yeah, the more and I, I think, thought about it, I, I think like, well, I'm Becky. Right. She she just has self-esteem issues because it's like girls how if her kids said i didn't hear they didn't want to go to i know they dropped out in every part of me the little, si- the little would have been like are you joking no it was like the, one of the daughters was on youtube she has like a youtube channel yeah, or something and she went lori's channels that i that i actually watched so i knew i knew about it before I oh yeah i think video. and she has her own and she was in one of the videos literally saying, like, I'm not, I don't really care about college. Oh, like, that's true. I mean, the, 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 the YouTube yeah, channel that I thought that was crazy. They went 
and visit, they went to go visit her at college and she was like, she was so uninterested. She did not want to be there. And see, that's crazy. But, and then they dropped out as soon as the, the story came out. And I just, you know, after I spent all that money and I might be going to jail, y'all gonna have to go to school here. <laughs> I don't care if y'all take online yes. classes, but you got Y'all might need to get a job. Cause I'm Becky going, going to jail. Going to jail. I don't I know. Don't, I don't know nothing about I it. I haven't yeah, really I followed it at all lately. It's like the guy who was taking the money. Oh, he's going to jail because he's been taking money from a whole bunch of people. Oh yeah, but I don't feel like these, he these white parents are going to go to jail. I don't know. I heard that they might. I don't. They I'm, might not go to jail, but they're definitely going to owe a oh, lot yeah. of money. I'm sure they'll be fine, but they're celebrities with money, so that sounds like a slap yeah. on the wrist. I don't know. Me. I thought that was insane. I, it's just like a selfish thing. It's just like how. How insecure are you that you need your daughter to go to USC, I think it was, mm-hmm. to, to be able to say, my daughter's going to USC? Like, does it really matter that much? Well, for real. If she can't just get in herself? If she can't get in. Like, girl. Kamora Lee Simmons, she put up a video of her 16-year-old daughter getting into USC for, mm-hmm. um, and she was like, um, she said, she said something about, oh, um, uh, good thing my daughter got into USC on her own because she can't row you know like she couldn't be on the rowing team and i was like <laughs> but they're blazing so i was well with it. yeah and they're from st louis or well, it's come right yeah um but yeah that's all i had i thought it was this conversation we ain't stayed on topic therese but it's fine yeah it is fine um but yeah that is that's all i got okay that's that there's no article this week, you guys. We will be back to regularly scheduled programming next, the following, in two weeks. Nice. Next episode is what you were going to say. Yes. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on iTunes and subscribe to us. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Subscribe to us on SoundCloud. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and to follow us on Twitter. Twitter. You can find yes. us on Stitcher, um, Spotify. Wherever, just about anywhere that y'all can listen to a podcast, you can find us there. So look for us. Yes, 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 yes. All right. And Therese, aren't, didn't you say, oh yeah, you did say Spotify. Apple. Yep, I did. Obviously Apple. I forgot about Spotify. Spotify. So yeah, guys, don't forget, check us out. Catch us. I feel like on those off weeks when you're like, oh, why wouldn't there another 20 SNL episode? You should be like, oh, let me listen to an old one. Right. Uh-huh. It's almost three years of content. Just, so real guys. Yeah. So, guys, um, yep, that is all. We will see you guys in two weeks. Yes, we'll see you in two weeks. Yes. Bye, guys. Bye.